It's your pals podcast with special guests Darren Griffin, Karan Spearman, and Stephen DeBose. And here's your host, Kendall Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to the Panda Vinci and Pals podcast. This one right here is all about 1994 hip hop. 20 years, can you believe it? Uh, some of you guys are near our age. I mean, I was 14 back then, so man, I was I was soaking it all in. Believe that. Um, yeah, I was nerding out over hip hop. I'm sure me and my co-hosts were as well, and you were as well my fellow listeners but uh yeah great year oh my god we we get to it and it's just unbelievable these landmark albums that came out this year uh we already discussed 1996 before me and darren if y'all haven't heard that one um it's posted up on my website and on soundcloud that one was a lot of fun but 94 mm, man you may have to listen to both of these and figure it out on your own but uh yeah we have a ton of fun talking about these albums and reliving it so uh let's go ahead and get into it and enjoy all right okay so 1994 man uh just in general i was 14 i mean this is we're coming at this. We're we're all young, you know, early thirties, right? I mean, so thirty five. I'm thirty four. Thirty three. Twenty six. Yeah. Sexy. So we were all, you know, sexy twenty six. We were all around the same age. Yeah, fourteen, fifteen, early teens. Yeah. Um, going into from boys to men, <laughs> you know. Yeah, with a little higher learning and. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what? Not quite high school. Or what? Maybe freshman? 94. Much. Hmm. Yeah, not, not quite high Fre- school. Yeah. Eighth yeah. and ninth grade, depending on your age. Right. Seventh yeah. to tenth, I guess. Yeah, now 94. What's cool, like, I actually remember, I, it was the first time I actually bought a CD, because I always had tapes. Uh, and I was poor. I didn't have no damn CD players, and I'm... Some of my friends did, you know, and they're like, oh, you got that on CD? And what's crazy is in, like, from 90, shit, from, like, 92 to 4, like, just that little the couple years is, like, a huge leap, you know, from technology to, you know. It just seems that way. I don't know. That's the way I remember the 90s. Yeah, like, like I can pinpoint culture. every year as to, you know, what was going on and, like, what was, it was like trends kept, you know, like even music wise, if if you look at you know we're talking about hip hop here, if you go from like ninety two to ninety four, I mean there's yeah, a it's huge, a leap. it's a, there's a it's like, huge leap. And just it's just a, with Nirvana just alone, uh, in rock music or something. Absolutely. Like that. I mean, well across oh, yeah. a lot of music, but um, changed everything. It changed every. You know, one, one thing that's interesting about that, um, talking about rap, mm-hmm. I interviewed Prodigy, and uh, I asked him what kind of what bands he liked outside of what anything he liked outside of, of hip hop of hip hop and one of the first things he said was was Nirvana nice which I thought was very interesting because <laughs> I've heard other people say that I've read other interviews and they say Nirvana and it was hip-hop like hip hop guys yeah hip hop guys yeah, yeah and you would like Nirvana 
Like this kind of a, he's like, you know, we like their swag and it's the way they change stuff up. And it was abrasive. It was. Yeah. They, they're abrasive. You know, you know hip hop is well, inherently abrasive. It's trying to be anyway. Right. I mean, right. I, I've actually been saying that lately is I, you know, hip hop to me is like just, uh, you know, another version of punk. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's against the grain. It's against the system and the man and all that. And um, so it's, it's told differently, but it's kind of done with the same gusto and the same. Yeah. Middle finger in the air. You know what I mean? There's there's not a lot of tact to it. I think it's a different variation of it's raw in your face. Well, I mean they're both they're both raging against the machine, right? Speaking out against the system and just fighting to keep your culture. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of uh, to make sure it's heard, but still say fuck you to the you know the powers that be. That's why the punk guys like hip hop early on because they like that because it was very similar to what they're already doing. Yeah, skateboarders Mm -hmm. and you know still today is kind of like they're kind of cousins. You know what I mean? The styles and the yeah, yeah, there's a lot of cross-style cross, cross yeah. style, uh, biting there. And you know, it's, it's funny that you say that, Panda, because I'm in the middle of reading this uh, uh, Quest Love's memoir, uh, Mo yeah. Metal Blues. Awesome. Oh, yeah, I heard and about that. I just, I mean, it's been out for a while, and I kind of slept on it for whatever reason, but I'm reading reading it now. And he talks about this specifically, about mm. how music um, kind of bridges his memory but through the years, like records sure. that he bought things that he wanted to sample, yeah, what yeah. he heard for the first time. And it's interesting that we're talking about 1994 because he, and this is his claim, I, I, I kind of agree, but I kind of don't. Uh-huh. And he also said this in the A Tribe Called Quest documentary as well, that 1993, on the year that both A Tribe Called Quest's Midnight Marauders and Wu-Tang Clan entered the same day. Chambers, they both came out on the same day. Mm-hmm. He said that was, to him, the last great day in classic hip hop. Damn, the last great a long day. time ago. There's the he, last great he, day. Now, no, no is, disrespect. I, he's incorrect. Well, so I said I don't know that yeah. I, I don't agree with him. Now, and he, he although was, you did say classic hip hop too, but even then, '94. Well, what he, I think, what, what he, he meant he's in is terms that day, of yeah. he meant in terms of that day, like yes, a hip hop holiday, yeah. But yeah. also in terms of when the culture was at a different place, where um, not necessarily. It wasn't necessarily about being commercially viable or selling records. It was just mm-hmm. about creating something that you thought was great and oh, fun yeah. and reflected yourself. Yeah. And it didn't it didn't have to be anything other than that. Well, because it wasn't yeah. commercial at all. I mean, Yum TV Raps came on Friday nights. You know what, like ten or eleven p.m. Late, yeah. yeah, and um, and that was like that was a huge part of the exposure I had. I mean, I'm from Austin. You know, there wasn't no hip-hop radio. Um, Houston had a little bit, or, you know, a we lot had, better than we us. We had decent yeah. radio. Very decent radio. We had other stuff, like, you no Yo. We had Yo MTV Raps. We had... Um, that was it for me, well, was Yo. I we mean, had Rap City. We had Rap City. Well, back then, was like, what? Yeah, not everyone got BET. Yeah, that's you know, true. Yeah. Back yeah. then. It was before then. It was like, who's the who's the guy with the wave? Was it before, before Joe Claire? Claire? Yeah. Right. Before Joe Claire. Joe Claire Joe came Cleese. around. Like, Prince de Jour or something like that? Prince de he yeah. started out on Teen Summit, actually. Yeah, and Chris, oh um, what was the other guy? Chris, um, right. it was the other guy, Chris, can't think of his name right now. He was a comedian, like Joe was. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there, there, were very, there were very few platforms where we would hear music other than, you know, in Houston, specifically, we had a few underground radio shows. Mm-hmm. And they would come on at, like, maybe 12 o'clock, 1 in the morning, and... You know, it would just be guys that were just like us, but a little bit older, who had access to a radio station and a couple hours of airtime, and they would play all the stuff that we wanted to hear, and we would just dub it. 
And that's how we heard the music before it came out. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I pretty much, it was, it was Yo. And I remember 93 was big for me. Uh, you know, me and my buddies, we, you know, play basketball all day and just jam out. You know, to of of course it'd probably be just like someone had a CD and we'd you know, or 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 tape more you yeah. know and like again you know like the calling an album an LP you know derives from having well I know yeah yeah and it, it means long play yeah. right yeah so you know you're thinking you know you put in like uh, an eight track or a tape and you know you gotta listen to that shit or you gotta go up there and press no. fast forward or. <laughs> You know, so uh, so it really made you hear the whole yeah. album. Yeah, the mediums, <laughs> the mediums made a difference. Like the actual medium in which things started coming out at that point the music, started influencing music because yeah. before the you know, artwork you had a, and you had, a, you had a exactly you had the eight track. You had, of course, you had vinyl, but see, you weren't just skipping around no vinyl. You played it. One side, you flipped it over, yeah. boom. So you you listen to the whole thing. Another, you still gotta get richer. up and change it, right? You still yeah. gotta get up and change it. Versus now you got tapes. People still rewinding. I mean, I know I rewind a, lot, a bunch of stuff. But then you go to CDs, and at this point, yeah, you know, CDs like now you can just like oh, I don't like that. Oops, yeah. So, so ninety four was hit. was the year that I actually got my CD player. You know, my first CD, my little. Walkman? Sony, my, no, my my Sony boombox. Oh, boombox. Uh, right. I couldn't afford no. This man's were expensive back this then. This man's were expensive. Yeah, oh, man. oh no, I had the, I had that Magnavox joint. I had them, <laughs> some box. I no, had, yeah, yeah, no Magnavox. Some I box. had one of those. My, my good friend Aaron had had one, and it was good. I yeah, mean, yeah. Do you mean the boombox or the no the portable? No, the portable, oh, the portable joint. Yeah, portable. I had that. I had that with the screen, the little LED right. screen on it, or That's LCD right. screen yeah, on yeah. it. You got four AA batteries you got to yeah. flip over and pop. Now, some, some young cats are probably going to be listening to this like, God, what Ooh, the hell, these old focus. <laughs> yeah. But that's kind of what we're at. I mean, 1994, we're being nostalgic, but, you know, we, we lived through it. And I, I mean, hey, man, we, survived had, we had it. great music. Yeah, this shit was pivotal for hip hop. I mean, and, you know, we have we have something a little different now. I think, you know, it's definitely kind of, it's, it's boomeranged back around at times, you know, but I think hip hop in 94... Like you said, there wasn't it wasn't a commercial thing, you know. So, you know, maybe not till a few years later they even started getting on Sprite commercials or whatever. Uh, but it was just yeah. it was an underground thing, you know, that came to the surface from like, uh, you know, an underground <laughs> DJ, and you know, because well, to, to like hip hop you had to seek it out, you know. That's and that's you you did, but I, I also think at this point it was changing. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you had. You know, Bad Boy was starting to get cranking. Um, Dr. Dre had already already released The Chronic and had commercial commercial right. success from so there was just yeah, straight everything what they call gangster rap at that time. So yeah. it, it was changing, but it was still very expressive, and yeah. they they didn't expect much on on a grand scale. Right. Again, if you go back just two years, like '92. Um, West Coast hip hop's you couldn't it's Ice Cube, yeah, it's Ice Cube, America's no, Most Wanted, yeah, dominate with five, yeah. with five micers, just but like you can't, it. you can't really tell the difference, you know, with his music between East Coast a whole lot. I mean, maybe because he was using like that Bomb Squad production. The Bomb Squad anyway. was they were from New York, right? Yeah, so he yeah. was using that production, right, 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 and that's uh, you know, definitely his flow is different. He's more abrasive, and but like uh, again, two years difference and. You know the funk, the more instrumentations, oh, yeah. kind of went more West Coast. Oh yeah, and oh, South yeah. Coast. You know, South especially with the instrumentations. But uh, you know, New York was still 
broke dudes trying to make music, and so it's still a lot of sampling and you know just kind of digging around records and and it's funny because you know a lot, a lot of people don't you know look at music as because back then hip hop was whatever was resources you had is what your music sounded like. So now yeah. you, you don't sound like an environment these days. You know what I mean? You kind of just sound like what you're influenced by or whatever, you know? Right. Because you can just hop on your laptop and make a damn song, you know? But, um, true. It's true. Yeah. Well, I don't know why I'm ranting so much. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah, man, it, it's, it's, it, it's a cool time. I remember just having tapes, and, and if I really liked the CD, I'd record it on tape so I can jam it in the car or, you know, or, you know, my brother's car or whoever's got a car. Cause you know, yeah. right then you're trying to hitch rides and you know, my buddy had a, uh, my buddy Brad had a, um, caravan. His, his parents let him use every, every once in a while. Been in a caravan. And we'd hop in there and throw on a damn red man tape and, you know, yeah. uh, go to the mall, you know, oh, for sure. <laughs> red man. Yeah. Well, see in, and in Houston, like, you know, being in a bigger place where a lot of people were moving, moving there from, other like key cities like New York and like LA, we had a, we had very limited access to mixtapes at that point, like real mixtapes, not CDs, not something you could download, but actual mixtapes mm-hmm. like DJ Clue yes, tapes, yes, 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 J yes. Love and things like that. And you have like places. it would be like one, it literally be like one person in the entire school that for some reason he was from New York and got to go to New York on the yeah. summer or yeah. on Christmas break or something. <laughs> yeah. And he would be the guy to come back with like 10 mixtapes and you yeah. could buy one from him if he still had any. And that was your, that was your access to the music. Mm-hmm. Like for, for me growing up in, in South yeah, he Carolina. He was like the coolest cat around. Too. He was. was. Yeah. But in Greenville, mm-hmm. like th- th- it was very interesting. Like even though we're very firmly in the South, I mean, South Carolina is, I don't think you can be any more Southern than South Carolina except <laughs> yeah. we're in Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Like, see yeah. how I said that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, but the thing about it is, at that particular time, and that very particular time in the '90s, a lot of people were moving down from New York, from Connecticut, from Rhode Island, from um, Massachusetts to South Carolina, to the Carolinas in general, because of Jim them trying to get out of the crack epidemic, and they don't want their kids to turn into crack dealers yeah, or yeah. crack users, yeah. and so. Greenville at that time, interestingly enough, had a very, it had like kind of an East Coast tinge hmm. to it, which I found like when I look back uh, on it, it was yeah, very interesting. interesting. It was a very that East Coast centric. The only the only one only other artist that broke through, on a you know obviously was Outkast. Yeah, Outkast. Right? Yeah. Everybody related to the Dungeon Family mm-hmm. and a little bit of UGK. It was like, but even then, like, like it was just like it was like a sprinkle. Yeah, trickle. Right. <laughs> it was. Huh. Pimp C, bitch. Yeah. Well, hey. <laughs> well, man, what, we're just we're uh, just walking right around it, but uh, here we go. Right. Uh, we're gonna Let's go. Do it. Uh, we're gonna go chronological order because this list has it. The Fugees' first album, Blunted on Reality. Dope. With uh, great, great record. The, the single "Nappy Heads" was definitely the one that kind of brought, you know that was their hit for sure. Do y'all have this album? Yeah, we. Uh, I definitely had it. Like through other people. Again, it was yeah. just like we, yeah. we recorded for other people. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have a physical this. copy today, that. unfortunately. Yeah. But I could recite it just like I, I, I do. Yeah. You know. I had. It, I got it a little later. Uh, I didn't get it when it came out, or even that year. I don't think. But uh, yeah, the Fujis. They. Um, 
they kind of sounded like they were still trying to find their sound and with this album obviously that's why it wasn't such a big smash hit like the score yeah but um man you could see the obvious potential in this yeah group, they, you know? they had yeah. talent yeah serious talent and uh and lauren did mainly rapping on this album yeah. i mean Damn, she was a monster yeah people just don't understand yes. how that she, was she was a monster, a monster dude. on here and you know talking about like people hearing this and maybe thinking like we're old like they probably only know the miseducation they probably they, they probably understand. know a few things yeah. from the score maybe killing me softly yeah. but like they probably never heard this and never heard her really they, really they don't understand she rap. had bars she had yes bars. she did she did i mean she she put prize bars. like no in the back seat of the back way seat. in yeah. the back way in the back <laughs> and at times and she Wyclef. always came before at time, prize and at times at times why she did it. always come before prize and so by the time she's done you prize comes up you're like yeah 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 yeah. like i really it's, like you like dude, so the dj yeah. the dj yeah. can start fading yeah, again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and poor prize he yeah. never he didn't get his shine to be fair he didn't i mean he didn't have no memorable bars really we doing this. Uh, I'd say, I say his Fuji like, La verse may be the best. Like, yeah, he still sounded just, crazy. Though. No, yeah, but he he was the he 90 kinda, degrees under style. the palm trees. That joint, yeah, smoking BDs as and I burn my calories. calories. Uh-huh. That's see. all right. That was a good verse. That's all right. No, that no. was a good verse. No, no, that was a good no. Verse. no, it was it's a, all right. Okay, okay, well, no, 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 verse. But then on the remix, John Forte came out and busted his shit tight as hell on that too. Okay, but on the, okay, on the John prize verse, let's, kind of, let's talk about this very, very briefly. Here we go. And he was made prize actually, look bad. Was it actually good, or we just heard it so many times that we could recite it and it no, sounded I good after he, hearing it a million times? Was, he was chill. He's, I mean, he's he's definitely more clearly more low key than Lauren I think or Wyclef. I think he executed those lyrics the right way. Like the best he could. The best he could. He did not have a lot of talent. He had a lot of star power because he looked like the part. But he was like, uh, no, he just didn't have it. <laughs> yeah, okay. He didn't have it. Well, well I mean, we're all, now, now. We're trying to give him a little. Now, yeah, tw- now 20, 20 years like, removed. A little bit of props. Yeah. 20 years removed, we know who the two stars are. Oh, by yeah, far, yeah. by far. So, but at the same time, it wouldn't quite be the Fuji without, without props yeah. either. Right. He's kind of like, uh, yeah, you have to have him. You, you have, gotta, to, have, you have him. to have him. He's like. You got man, this nappy head. Exactly. You, know, <laughs> you got. You got had bars though. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. not by you himself. Got, you got was the exact opposite of him. He didn't have the star power, but he had the talent. You this got guy had the star power yeah. with no. Talent. You got had to be with some other people before he. He was one of those guys you had to be with somebody. You else got to sound good. Yeah, but um, man, he could wrap circles around Praz. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, Master Killer can wrap circles around Praz. Killer okay. Army could wrap circles. <laughs> Now, uh, th- the next next album, Shaq can rap. Can- oh, oh, oh man, the big Shaq biological didn't bother. Now, <laughs> no, no hooks. hooks. Yes. No, hook, yeah. no, no hooks. Damn right, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Although that track he did with Fushnikins was fucking dope. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was a very occasionally good. You yeah. know. Vacation. Yeah, great production. I mean, he had Pete Rock and yeah, he, uh, Eric well, Sermon. He, 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 hey, he, 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 he brought the, styles, the stars out. I'll say that. <laughs> he knew who to cut checks to. Yeah, That's it all was. it was. He <laughs> knew right. what he liked. Moving on. <laughs> all right, all right. March 8th, Gangstar, Hard to Earn. Woo! Hard to Earn. This Woo. is their... Technically, you want to say that's their fourth 
release? Fourth. I want to say fourth. Because uh, all I know is Daily Operation was technically there. No, I mean not Daily Operation. Uh, man, the one who's going to take the weight and all that. Which, which that's Daily Operation, right? Or is that? Uh, uh, I believe so. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, their third or fourth album. This is kind of where uh, some old, like you can consider them an old school group. You know what I mean? Because they they were around what? They were around eighty nine, yeah, era that they yeah. called yeah. the golden era where he was now, wearing like the Malcolm Malcolm X stuff. Now what we're seeing in ninety four yeah. is we're seeing veterans come out and uh, show where they've been, what they're up to. Um, and a bunch of new acts. That's that. That's what '94 basically is to us. You know what I mean? Is is uh, there's good music, but you're, like again, uh, you're seeing groups. Groups were a big deal then. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, you'll you'll probably see a lot of these albums are gonna be groups. But uh, that's a good point, actually. Just mass appeal alone, like mass appeal. That was one of Premier's best records, in my opinion. Yeah, it was. That made mass yeah. appeal. That album, mass appeal. I mean, that I probably had that on. Like, speaking of a tape, I probably wore out that tape. Oh yeah, mass appeal. And then, yeah. you, then you had Coda the Streets, and yeah, I mean. I think that album for Gangstar was very, very expressive in the sense that, you know, they were kind of showing, like, like Derek said, where they came from. Mm-hmm. It was it was very street. It was it was hard. Like it, it wasn't like too far removed from like just to get a rep or ex-girl to the next girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. Manifest it. But but it was it was very different in the sense that they were older and they it wasn't. And yeah, I don't want to say any of that old stuff is gimmicky because it wasn't. It was good and it, it was, was honest. cleaner. Like it was more dirty. Like this, this yeah, was dirty. Yeah. This, this, yeah. I mean, like we're looking at the video right now. Just gangstar standing in like this pissy hallway with a flannel. And oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was he, a little had, he had like his gold tee. Yeah, he had his gold fronts. Like yeah. And 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 gangstar before then, you know, they had the name gangstar, but you didn't feel like they were a gang affiliated type music. You no. know what I mean? Like. No. Uh, it w- it wasn't hard like no it wasn't very hard it was funky I mean it was straight and, up and it was honest yeah like, yeah, yeah, it yeah yeah I mean it was oh yeah it, it wasn't like NWA Guru it was great at telling stories like and, shoot yeah yeah NWA made you think they they will shoot me if I see them yeah <laughs> to me they didn't, they didn't, honestly they didn't make me feel like that <laughs> they were no. just vets I mean they were just straight up right right vets and, you know at this time group home yeah yeah group home was starting to you know what I'm saying Jay Rue was with them which we'll talk about I'm sure yeah. Now let me let me just go over this album real quick. Uh, these tracks, man, because we're I don't think we're exactly saying just how great this album is here. So it, it jumps off. Long way to go. Uh, has a little quick little intro and man, Premier, man, he started. He's always been a bold producer, and uh, God, he still inspires me today because you know he'll find just a noise and say, oh, that's a beat. You know what I mean? Like, he'll yeah. find some, yeah. some like, weird kind of... It's not even, some, you know, like a jam... At the end of a jam session with a, you know, distorted keyboard, and then he's like, no, I want that little part. You know what I mean? Right. And, like, I'm going to make a, a fucked up beat out of that. So, man, long way to go. Code of the Streets, Brainstorm, tons of guns, the planet... Oh man, I forgot about just the whole album. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, now, just the whole album. Now we're we're telling you how good 
these albums are as albums. You know, some some of them not so much. I guess like again, the Fuji's one was was their first you know album, first crack at it, and uh, didn't have their signature album until their second one. But man, this album, if you've never heard Gangstar Hard to Earn, I don't know if you really <laughs> like hip hop or I don't know what. But yeah. this is this is uh, man. This and I'd say Moment of Truth are two best albums. I mean, like you just if you you don't know anything about Gangstar, you have to get those two albums. Agreed. Yeah. 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 All right. So with with that, we're gonna move on. All right, here we go. Oh <laughs> man, I don't even know if we can go into this right away. Like, uh, yeah, what is this right here? Nas Illmatic. All right. All right, let's let's uh, all right. Man, this should have been the last nah. thing we talked about. Well, let's about. let's just go ahead and like knock we're, it out. We're going chronological. <laughs> we're going chronological. All right, this is the deal. As far as I'm concerned, it is uh. the greatest rap album of all time. Okay. Oh, as wow. far as I'm concerned, that's, that's strong. In oh. any genre, it is probably in my top maybe 15 10 to 15 records regardless of genre that I've regardless pieces of, genre. of music that I've ever Piece, heard okay okay wow but best rap album ever in your mind yes and uh, there's some reasons for that oh yeah um, um let's get into them to me um we could do a whole whole podcast on this album we could <laughs> <laughs> to me he the, the album represents um BC and AD from to me he you know I, I think you brought it up earlier where um, Quest Love said that you know Wu-Tang 36 Chambers and Midnight Marauders was like you know this line of demarcation yeah I actually think Illmatic was because what Illmatic did was it was definitely one of them it was basically that line that basically was like well up until this point it was that it was that new bar yeah, like it was, it was the perfect. It was it was the new bar. It, it's it it did a few things. First of all, he had combined all these very unique rap skills into it was all now into one person. Yeah. So now he could yeah. talk about you know women. He could talk about the street at the street level. He could talk about it from yeah. just straight bars, just yeah. putting words together. So he was like this combination of like rock him. Cool G rap and nice. all these people, and he yeah. put these, he put it together better than anybody, better than had anybody before. had done yeah. it before. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this is like a whole. He was like the next frontier. Yeah. So he represented the next frontier, and every album after that, yeah. was really based off of Illmatic. What Illmatic was. I mean, you remember like that? Do you remember the um, the Fifty Cent video, the In the Club video? Yeah. Where, like at the beginning of the video, they were like constructing him and like putting him together piece by piece, right, as if they right. were creating like yeah. the perfect Million dollar rapper. Man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, as if they like creating the perfect artist. Yeah. That was what Nas represented in this album yeah. at that point in hip hop. He represented, yeah. like Karan said. Every element in music or in hip hop music, from like the street level to just straight spitting to women, the yeah. glitz and glamour. Like, I mean, in the World of Yours video, he was in in a huge hot tub drinking champagne, 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 champagne cocktails. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it 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 conquered everything, and he was. When you heard his voice, I mean, just his voice yeah. alone, yeah. the command. Now. I'll say um, When I first heard the album Like I knew I was listening to something Really fucking good But like um, I was also used to hearing Like 
certain cadences, you know what I mean, and like uh, personalities in hip hop, you know, and and uh, Nas was a special level of like storytelling that uh, that like uh, like 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 you're saying, like it kind of brought his influences were clearly Cool G rap and you know obviously very clearly Cool G rap for uh, sure, and uh, he kind of brought that to another level you know what i mean yeah. and and that's what illmatic is but not it's, we're not just talking about nice as a rapper this album man i mean the production like the production. it's 10 songs it and was I, tight I, it was just there. just there you go it was the just hooks, tight and clean and the verse no mistakes nothing nothing yeah. i mean like i mean just a- AZ, beautiful AZ perfect built album. a career off of just one song yeah on this album. <laughs> az az literally well i mean his first album was pretty damn good too but uh no it was great az great. had me thinking he was just as bright of a star as nas or not you know at quite as good but like you know yeah like right man, under there. like in the same az comes out the gate you know as a like he's a monster man and uh, and it's like he's just the dude that hangs out with Nas. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's just uh, one of Nas's friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we're talking New York State of Mind premiere. Life's a bitch. Les. The world is yours. Pete Rock. Halftime. Uh, who's halftime? Is that Large Pro? Yes. I think it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, memory, memory Lane. Okay. That's your favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, Memory Lane, for some reason, that song is just so nostalgic to me. And the sample like, is the sample is the perfect. sample is so lovely. And then the way the drums come in, it's like money. Yes, like, it's it's it like is. Vince Vaughn. You're so money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Nas just does. Oh my God. Nas has just a flow, especially back. I mean, I don't know. He, he, the dude still kills it, but like. He had a um, a I don't give a fuck type flow back then. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he just no uh, awareness of like I'm it, trying to be a rap star. It was lack of awareness, but also at the same time it was arrogance. Yeah. It was like I am just so far this is it. ahead of everybody else. I am so much better well, than you. Really, it was really like and truly he was. But it was like a yeah. it, it was like the making of Thriller. Like he knew he was making <laughs> a true. great fucking he did. album. Yeah. He did. The, everyone involved knew it was it was happening. It, it was it was the And that's hip- why they wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, it's a hip hop thriller. Q tip just doesn't Q tip just doesn't give that. away records. No. Like yeah, at that point no. in time he wasn't doing anything no. that wasn't native tongue related. And then even no. in that click he was And still people didn't very even really understand that he did all the tribe shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean it was just kind of Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, we could suck along. One okay. But you know, I have One Love. I have oh, there you go. I have a, I have an interesting story about this album. And go I, ahead, I don't even go know ahead. that I've told anybody but my brother about it. Right. Um, tell our listeners. Because my brother is like a year and a half older than me. And he's yeah. You know, essentially how I learned about hip-hop and music, just kind of following him and his friends around because they were older and they were cooler. Yeah. So he had he had Illmatic, but really before I even remember seeing it on Rap City or anything like that. And actually the first time I saw it, I didn't see... I didn't see... The first video I saw actually was a remix to um, The World Is Yours. Hmm. When he hops in the Lexus and he puts the tape in the deck, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. La. that's the first video I saw. Man, I have that on vinyl. But the first the, song the I heard, <laughs> like the first song I heard, actually was "It Ain't Hard to Tell." And the reason why I heard well, it was, that was because their first, his first single, right off this album. 
Yeah, I think yeah. it was. Hey, yeah. That was the but, but the thing was, my brother had the tape, and we would always leave, like, our boombox in the bathroom, yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. we were getting ready in the morning and stuff yeah. like that. So um, he left it on It Ain't Hard to Tell. So that was the first thing I heard, and yeah. I immediately gravitated to it because of the Michael uh, Jackson sample. Mm-hmm. But I rewound it um, before that, and I heard Represent. But I didn't hear the start of it. I just mm-hmm. heard the end of it. And it was so vulgar and just so wild. Because they were just like, come to Queens for his mother. I just fast forward. Yeah. I didn't even listen to it. Ah! For the longest <laughs> Sorry, time. Mom. For the longest time, I would never listen to anything. But it was. Uh, it come ain't hard to tell. Just because I thought it was just like, man, this is crazy. I don't even really I don't even really know what this is. But yeah. this other shit, this joint right here with the Michael Jackson, I could get with this. Yeah. And then I started to hear it. And then... Long Mom story short, Jackson. like he's obviously anybody who knows me, he's my favorite artist, and this is one of yeah. my favorite albums of all time. Yeah. But for a long time, I only listened to that one song because Represent just screwed my head up. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, would you say this album was kind of pivotal as far as like hardcore, like wise, like from what you listen to? Um, I mean, with that being said. In, Cause well, I know, yes and no I Because I mean there, were, music, there, like, there was obviously Some other stuff Because you know Wu-Tang had come out The year before And there were plenty Of things before that Yeah But again like Karan said This was like BC it's, it's, It was a new Era of street And it was like Really my first Introductions to, to Queens In that regard Not not Run DMC Not LL Not those guys But like A new generation Of the guys Who were more My era like I knew I was gonna grow up listening to this guy after I heard this album. I was like, he's not going anywhere. Well, yeah, you read yeah, like you read yeah. things that people say about Illmatic. Like I'm, I watched, I read something that Ghostface. Now imagine, now he just coming off the Wu Tang situation, or actually out of jail and then into the Wu Tang situation <laughs> at the time. Yeah, and then but he was like, and like a lot of other rappers, like they heard Illmatic and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, no, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so this is. All right, everybody. We gotta have a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, apparently, what I've you know that shit was real too, though. Yeah. Apparently, what I've been doing ain't shit. So and uh, you know and and that was this was rare in hip hop at that time because they gravitated towards him so heavy, like boom, he was on Cuban Links like that fast. Yeah. Killed it. Yeah. Verbal intercourse. Oh my god. Best best Nas verse ever. Now we're gonna have to do it in 1995 too. (laughs) So cold. But I mean, people grab Biggie. Gravitated towards yeah. him. Yeah. Jay Z asked him to be on a record. He did not. He told him no, and then he put the Dead President sample, and you know the rest mm-hmm. is history. Yeah. Sure. But sure. I mean, everyone wanted a piece of him. He was that good. And if people were really honest with themselves, they, but he mainly to, fucked with Queens people, though. I mean, yeah, he did. I mean, yeah. well, yeah, I mean, mainly, well, except for um, A Z. He was a Brooklyn guy. He's, he was he's New York guy. Yeah. But yeah. It was aside mainly for him, it was mostly deep. Queens people. Yeah. Mob deep and the Woo. Yeah, some of the, a lot of those guys that liked him a lot. So, but still, in my opinion, greatest rap. Album. Yeah, it's it's definitely top five on mine albums. Um, and it, I'm telling y'all, I mean, this I have nothing but love for that album. There's, I mean, there's no my preference. You know, would be the only thing that gets it in five and not one. But I think by quality-wise and standard-wise, y'all might be right on it being one. But, um, okay. Well, much love to Illmatic. <laughs> All right. Now, next is... Man, this is... Some, man, this intro to this album is what got me... 
hey. got me in love hey. with this shit right hey. off the bat. Hey, hey, I'm from South Carolina. Time and time again, see, I be thinking about the future. Back in the days when we was late. Man. Wow, wow, wow. Like, I can do this album from start to finish. Easy. And backwards, and backwards. Backwards and forwards. Lyrically. I mean, like, uh, this I had on tape. It was actually, I had a recording of it. By the way, did I say what it is? (laughs) Southern Playlist Cadillac Music. Outcast. Um, Landmark. Yes. 1994. South is officially on the map. And, not uh, that it wasn't already, but not this, that it wasn't already. This really sealed it in as far as like Absolutely. these dudes, these southern dudes got bars. Especially yes, as, yes. And not no yes. disrespect to Big Boy, cause he rhymed, but really, really, oh. really, you know, three thousand. The, really? the funny thing I remember about this album, like, yes. was all the promotion, all the videos. Every time they were on TV, yeah, they wore the same things. Them dudes were yeah. struggling. They were hungry. Oh yeah, they, were, they wore the it's same Atlanta Jersey. Braves jersey. Yeah, yeah. every time. Remember he was all thick, like he was all thick dude you know like yeah, a big neck boy, had that nappy chain, hair and the yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. kind of unshaven and shit now um yeah. god this shit is so good now um yeah i remember i had a recording of this because uh my uh neighbor down the way had it on cd and th- this thing did not leave this thing would eat up my batteries and my damn walkman like crazy <laughs> man and it's another one where you just play it just play it let it go just you let know. it go and uh, and like you're saying and this is what I loved about Outkast cause like I kind of felt like there was always like a competition between the two like uh, this album like Andre had a very particular flow yeah. Big Boy I think was a lyrical monster on this album like I think he kind of he was passed up he was past Andre a little bit in this album, but I mean, not to sleep on Andre, because Andre is like my favorite rapper in the world, really, right now, but or in general. But um, yeah, and that's interesting because, and then I think AT Aliens came out, and and Andre just like you know yeah. spent two years on Mars and yeah, came back came as with a, the crazy, came yeah, cars, like crazy. For real. Actually, he he wasn't he wasn't genius. on Mars unless you want to call Mars Erica Badu's Boutte. Yeah, well, that, that, like Mars bars, yeah, two, two planets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just, we, Karan and I were talking about this not too long ago. We were just talking about like how sampling had such a big impact on yes, music. Yes. And I mean there was like maybe two samples on this album and I don't think they ever sampled again after that. Oh I, I don't what? even know what the samples are on this album. What? I mean on, on players ball there's, there's obviously a sample. Yeah. Mm, is yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Now the thing about it is and this is where Hmm. You know, they were unique in that they had an entire production arm. Yes. You know, yeah, it wasn't yeah, yeah. just Freak like... Freak away. Yeah. yeah, they had a whole thing so they could cultivate an entire right. sound. Right. And that's what... Right. Um, that was big. And and, and again, um, it's a regional thing because the South always... Like, they did. There was always more instrumentation in the South. That's a good point. Uh, than there was in the and, East Coast. And uh, yeah. I talked to... Uh, man, I'd love to have Terrell on one of these, but... Uh, I talked to Terrell and he's like, he said, "What's in the South, Panda?" And I'm like, uh, and and I knew what I knew what he was getting at. I was like, "Church, right?" You know, and it's you know, absolutely, and it's, and, it's uh, and and it's you know, singing and instrumentation and and musicians, a lot more musicians. Yeah. Yep. And um, and he's like, "There it is. That's why the South has that sound." And um, and Outcast was definitely. An extension of that. I mean, you know, of course, even Ghetto Boys and, you know, did some sampling, but there was a lot of instrumentation. And, yep. um, 
And then it was a special kind of funk. It's like, I call it Southern Fried Funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, and man, this album is just, just crazy. It's full of it. Everybody it's, knows it. Yeah. I feel like if I keep talking about it, like, I know, we know, we love this album, Derek. Shut up. But, no, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, honestly, it's just like Illmatic in the sense where, like Ron yeah. said, it was, it was a landmark. It, it's very landmark. For the South. Very landmark. Especially for the South. Especially like, for the there, South. There was nothing better than this, and I mean, for all intents and purposes, now there's really nothing. Yeah, they, than I mean, they said unless bar. it's in their catalog. Right. Yeah. 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 That's a way to put it. Yeah. There, and then yeah. it's hard to argue that this isn't the best hip hop group ever. I Am mean, I, like, I mean, our duo. It, a lot of uh, it's hard to argue that it's not the best. I mean, you think about duo. critical and commercial mm-hmm. success. Uh, you true, know, you true. have to. I mean, you think about it. You have to. Yeah. Who else has been performing this consistent, this hard for this long? And change up their sound, and you know, yeah. like yeah, and I mean, with, be as course, bold as they are, and, all and be this, it, but yeah, but still be as groundbreaking and yes. commercially viable, mm-hmm. which is so hard to do for it's any group, let alone do. rap group. Never been usually, done. Never been done. You yeah. have to usually choose, and they didn't have to do it's anything. True. For they a lot of people, like, they were like. Yeah. You know what? It's good enough. Yeah, right and here. you know, it is. you know, they tell, hey, uh, y'all just get in the lab, man. Yeah. You know, uh, just come back with something. Let us know when you're done. But uh, but none of it has ever sounded forced or contrived either. Like no. it's all completely no. original every single every time. single time yeah. for what did they say at ACL? Twenty years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That and they, they didn't like say, oh. You all need to have Faith Evans on one of y'all's tracks, or you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, right. yeah. like they didn't they didn't go through that whole thing. It was just like and, they had a lot of freedom. And it was it was interesting because they were on LaFace, which was like LaFace. L.A. Reid, yeah, and he was uh, baby he face. was he was like you know they were. I mean, I'm sure they were in New York, but they were Southern guys at heart. So yeah. they were very instrumental in their success too, because like you said, they gave these guys a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. and they yeah. just said, okay, work with. Organized Noise and Rico Wade and yeah. okay you want to you want to bring in Goody Mob okay cool okay. you want to bring in Cool Breeze okay cool you want to cool bring in breeze. such and such okay yeah. cool yeah. so yeah. I mean the freedom that they had was probably one of the, the biggest things to their success because absolutely if yeah. they would have been you know just in some record industry the, bullshit yeah. you know we might they not be having this up. conversation well they, they couldn't have find an album that never got released because of record industry politics or they would have yeah. made some bunch of bullshit yeah. their introspection was to me was set them apart with a lot of because it's, it's true man. you know if you listen to a lot of songs you know they're talking about like real stuff not like how oh, yeah. dope they are right not this yeah. and that it's like hey man uh looking to fit my belly with, belly with that rally bullshit you know so yeah. it's like day to day like regular stuff mm-hmm. that they talk about yeah the hustling and uh, all that shit and stealing cars and this yeah. and that yeah yeah uh, I got yeah. Hootie Who on right now, and that that whole intro intro. You're right. He's not saying like you know, uh, you know, I'm the most talented rapper on earth. You know, he's he's over here saying well, back in the days when I was a whippersnapper. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. get up and get out. Really, yeah, open yeah, yeah. my eyes to like, wow, these guys have something to say. Like, right, right, right. How will you make it if you? Make All right, man. That's another thing we can stay on forever, baby. Um, and of course, and CeeLo sprung from that whole. Yeah. Organization. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And and they're all on that album. Goody Mob and yeah. everybody, yeah. Um they changed they changed music forever. They did. They just they did. did. I mean, Literally, there's like no other worldwide way to say it. music. You have fucking like 
Hey y'all uh, On like Kids Bop 19 that's Like right. <laughs> Like you're not Like you're That's serious. so true And man. it's not a bad thing I'm yeah. just saying Like you said They literally changed The face music On the they really did. Closest scale That forever. single alone Even though it's not 1994 mm-hmm. Is the closest To like a Beatles single Yeah, yeah. Absolutely I'd agree. And it was that huge Which is why the video Was so So Yeah So, so Beatles on point, It won them a gr- it won, yeah. Basically won them a Grammy Won them a yeah. couple yeah. of Grammys yeah, Exactly Clever 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 On the uh, 10 million Million records sold. They went diamond with that record. All right. Yeah. And again, it's not rap at all. Like, I mean, it's, it's not. It's not even close. We, we could do <laughs> a whole it, podcast on Alcan. Yeah. 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 No, I know. We, and we we probably will one day. <laughs> all right. We're gonna move on to uh, another arm of Gangstar, which Yo. this was definitely slept on. Uh, unless unless you're a hip hop head. Oh, come clean. But, uh, come on. J. the Damager and <laughs> the Sun Rises in the East oh, was this gosh. album. Now, I remember I got turned on to this by my good friend Carlos, his sister. She was more of a hip-hop head than we were. Like, we just started becoming, like, like nerdy to where we would go walk and go to the, go to the music store and listen to everything. And then she said, uh, y'all need to listen to this because we were jamming at Gangstar. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I was like, how do you even say this shit? Jeru Damaja? What is this? Damaja. And then... Uh, <laughs> the African? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I remember... The, the, the only The song on here That got me uh, You know me I like these Oddball songs But yeah. that mental stamina uh, That song is fresh Yeah, yeah it was. When that, when that came on I was like This is the hypest shit I've heard Ever <laughs> Like I wanted to Fucking You know Dunk a basketball Or you know Or fucking Run through a wall Yeah do something man Mow the lawn no, just, no that's all I did Back then Was just mow the lawn But <laughs> J. Rue, he, he was very slept on. He was he was a great lyricist. Super slept on. And yeah, he he just wasn't he wasn't selling vocabulary catastetics. I mean, you couldn't sell him. So I mean, just like you said, no, like, hip hop fans knew about him. You no. So I mean, we we loved him and we enjoyed. Yeah, him. he looked like a dude under a bridge. You know, yeah, what he mean? did. He he couldn't. And he, he rapped kind of like one too, but in like <laughs> in like the illest way. Like yeah. his flow is yeah. so. Just and he would wear a poncho. I mean, wow. like you know, it's like, like yes. it, it's like they look like he should be wearing a poncho. Oh, he's wearing a poncho. <laughs> got the head wrap. Well, and and, it, and that kind of showed when he actually got a budget. Like when he was doing, um, you're playing yourself in videos, and he yeah. was doing karate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. like a samurai yeah. and a yeah. sensei. So yeah. his true personality came out, and he actually was viable. You could sell that. He, in yeah. that era. In his mind was a bunch of comic books. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Like he he was in. I mean, listen to these raps right here. He's like, you know, talking about some high-tech, scientifical crap. You know what I mean? And and then definitely in, in 1994, East, West, you know, era, it's like, what? get that shit out of here. You know what yeah, I mean? Definitely yeah. different. But um, behind some fucking nasty-ass Primo and his prime beats. Oh, man. I mean, goddamn, this, man, this album's fucking good. Really, really, really good. Yeah, man. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, what are we talking about here? The, uh, um, what is it? Oh, can't stop the profit. Yeah, like when I and then that well, profit. Well, seems like you're profit. in a bit of a jam. Yeah, <laughs> I hope like, you can unstick yourself. His his songs would literally paint pictures in my head, mm-hmm. and um, I remember I saw the video for "You Can't Stop the Profit." And I was like, 
that's what I thought it would be. You know, like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And um, really good perfectly. shit. If you're a hip hop nerd and you just you know want to bug out over fucking crazy ass beats and dope lyrics, J Rue's your guy. I mean, yeah. he, he truly is, and he's always gonna be slept on, but that's okay. I mean, that's kind of what uh, hip hop is sometimes. Now. Beastie Boys, ill communication. Wow. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, at first, people, okay, like, okay, I'm gonna keep it like, sometimes, like, especially like where I'm from, it was like, Beastie Boys. Some white yeah, boys came white, white boys came yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I get that. Boy, I get that. And I get it. I dig it. And maybe they weren't like as technically. You know, talented. No, you know, they, they weren't these lyrical miracle rappers yeah, that yeah. you know. Da, 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 you but, know, but at the same time, but they I'm had like, some of the best ears in in hip hop. Exactly, yeah, they had great. Well, they because they themselves were producers of their own music. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And so they may have been some of the funkiest damn producers out of anybody. I mean, those those dudes, they really dug in the crates, man. They were like flipping these old like soft rock yeah. samples and like yeah. making them like fresh. And I they mean, also uh, engineered their own music too. For uh, you know, a lot of, I mean, they had that whole instrumental album. I mean, under the tutelage of like Rick Rick Rubin, of course. But yeah. Like now this out. Oh, oh my God, there's some fucking shot. crazy. Root yeah. Down. Root, root down. down. Is crazy. Sabotage. Sabotage, obviously. a lot of classics in the video. See, this is the album that started kind of having people lump them in, in, in uh, you know, in the grunge and rock music category. Kind of. but And, and that disappointed me because I'm like, these guys are one of the best hip-hop groups ever. Well, you know? they were the original rap, rock, rap guy. It's yeah. you, you put Run DMC Run and, yeah. and Aerosmith, that whole thing aside, right. they well, were the first ones to really got that rap cross over. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now... But with that being that said, comes from, though, you know what song? Were, that, yeah. Well, that's where that comes from. They were like the first people to cross over. Yeah. Because they were good, but a lot of people and they were white because they were white. That, well, partially, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe. But they also toured with Public Enemy and LL Cool J. Yeah. And, you know. I mean, when you get respect from the best. Like, oh God damn! I know, man. Yeah. Great performers. I mean, like. Always hype. There's nothing. You know, there's never. You know, they have no little slow love songs or nothing, man. They just. I mean. Yeah. They these, went at it. These dudes are hip hop. Yeah, they are hip hop. And every other and way. And that's why that, I get mad. And every other shit. way that tribe is, that daylight yeah. is, that jungle is. They deserve yeah. their spot. I mean, right there with with all of them. Yeah. They're right yeah. there. If they are. Not, they are right there. Some little way. There's no question. Ahead of some of a lot of these people mm-hmm. because they mm-hmm. were the first to do it and they maintained it. And they yeah. maintained it. They sure did. Now, right after Sabotage comes the jam, Get It Together, with Q-Tip. That's the Q-Tip joint, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is like... Oh, yeah. Uh, that's kind of on that mental stamina tip, like I'm saying. Like when the beat kicks in, boom, 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 boom. I'm like, dude, I'm, <laughs> I want to go nuts. And then you can tell... That was, that was the perfect cosign, too, man. Yeah. It's like, hey, I'm Q-Tip. I'm here to say that Beastie Boys are killing it. better than all y'all and yeah, probably yeah. us, so take and, notice. And what I like with this album, I mean with this song, is Q-Tip, you can tell he's kind of just freestyling. He's kind of vibing out. He's like, this beat is so fat. I'm just, yo, where's Q-Tip? Got it going on. <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Love this shit, man. So good. So, so good. And Fantastic not album. But the only thing it. I don't like about Ill Communication, I feel like it's like three songs too long. 
That's it. Yeah, but if there's any, I mean, and but, you're really that's like nitpicky. But that's almost every Beastie album. Like they, it really is. But they really they like is. to they throw in some extra in. textures, and they're like, yeah. no, this is gonna be the chill. This is gonna be where we're gonna jam out, and like you can have a nice cold lemonade to this track, you know, if that's a thing. But you know, uh, all right, moving on is uh, back to Warren G. All right, well, yeah. all right. classic, classic album. I mean, we we talked about it a little bit, but it's a, it's a, it's a classic record. So, man, yeah. Now again, he was he he made such you know huge hits that they they showed up on the radio in Austin. I mean, like they made the hit radio stations, you know. And like again, hip hip hop wasn't on the radio unless it was just a fucking hit. And uh, Regulators, of course, is one. Do you see? So many ways. So, uh, this DJ. This DJ. Those songs were on the damn radio. Uh, B93 or what was it? Stephen, help me out. What are some of these channels we used to have uh, in Austin? Stations? Yeah, radio stations. I will say 88.7 has been kicking it from the jump. Mm-hmm. And they were like one of the only ones you could actually hear the shit. Right, right. One of the only. But they were on but, the hit stations. But the hit like, stations. Yeah. I remember B93. I remember uh, K98. 96.7. Has always been hit. It just changed its name. Yeah. Uh, it was like Kiss back in the day, and then right, 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 whatever. Right. Um, I, a lot of a lot of random ass stations, but they did surprisingly play. Yeah, and this was uh, definitely a very West Coast album, and it kind of you kind of started to feel the separation, you know, in the hip hop world of like, oh uh, well, I'm I'm West Coast. Like I, I jam nothing but West Coast music. You know, and then there's them dudes like only jam East Coast music. It's or funny to think that people used to say that, but they absolutely did. Yeah, they man. did. They actually did. And it was a very biased kind of like I ain't hearing it unless yeah. Dre touched it or separate community or Snoop touched it or dress the part. Yes, and they would talk the part. Yeah, yeah. and that was uh, it was this was before the beef. I think that or it, this was the year of the beef, right? Maybe probably. I mean, that's yeah. around that time. It's when it started time. started kind of right. right. It started but, getting, but you can see it kind of happening before it happened. It's like, yeah, there's a huge separation here. Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? So East Coast dudes did not necessarily always hang out with the West Coast dudes. Well, yeah. And you'd meet somebody who's like had a West Coast yeah. cousin <laughs> with the bandanas on and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah wearing yeah. them Joker shirts. Way different had, styles. And, and that's, yeah, it was very different. And that's where uh, uh, they always had different styles, you know, and hairdos and all yeah. that shit. <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, it, this but is. But people, it was very. I don't, I mean, it's just separated. It was interesting. Yeah, 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 I think I think I think the Dog Pounds debut album came out in like '95, and they had New York, New yeah, York. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, kicking down the oh yeah, we was kicking, kicking, down, the down, kicking down the buildings, yeah. and that's where it like started really Snooping getting crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other thing about this, the Warren G record, and I was I looked it up just now because I was think I was remembering it. Um, believe it or not, and I guess it's like. People didn't really realize it, but th- this particular album actually saved Def Jam. Oh, that's right, he was Def, Def Jam. Def Jam was in trouble. Yeah, for mm-hmm. a while. This the the, the success of this album. Mm-hmm. I think it went like three, four times. I don't know, have a platinum. Wow, it saved yeah. Def Jam. No, it tore it up, man. Like this is an album that. Okay, the, a lot of stuff we're talking about before this, hip hop heads had right. This is an album that fucking white girls had, and you know what I mean. Everybody like, knows. Everybody, everybody like, knows. Yeah. 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 yeah, Everybody had this shit. Commercially, and it was uh, like I said, it eclipsed a lot of this shit. I mean, we're talking about how great Nas and all these other albums were. No, people had this, you know, over Illmatic, over. Wide spread, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 
So that's what we're dealing with here. We're dealing, this this album's a monster, man. It, it tore up the charts, tore up people's wallets. I mean, yeah. I mean, every again, everyone knows like, well, yeah, we know G Funk there. We we know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy to think in '94, somebody on the West Coast not named Snoop or Dre sold like four million records. But you gotta think. I mean, at that time, Def Jam was known for. I mean, who was on Def Jam at that time? But think about this. The LLs. L33. But see, L yeah. wasn't really pumping out. It Slick wasn't Rick. until he came back through with that Mr. Smith album. Yeah. That Slick, he was Rick doing was, oh, yeah. Slick Rick but was in jail. He was in jail. Uh, so who was really yes, doing it for was. Def yeah, Jam? Yeah, yeah. Nobody. Uh, that's true. Nobody. But they, yeah, they got Montel Jordan, I think. Was that the same year? West Coast. West Coast. Uh, that's true. This yeah. is how we. Oh, wow. That, that, used to, <laughs> <laughs> that used to be the jam right All there. Right. All right. Okay. Yeah. Now, Here we go. Seriously. Now, this album to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. I uh, definitely, after, uh, after Wu Tang, um, you're kind of like, okay. Everybody's like, what's next? What, what else y'all got? What else y'all got? And then uh, here comes this crazy ass collaboration with the RZA, half of what Stetsasonic? Yeah. And uh, well, yeah, because Paul and yeah. and Raheem Paul and um, Gravediggers. Now, absolutely, this is like psychotic fantasy. It was horrorcore. Um, it was like horror. horror. That's, horror. That's, that's what they. It was horrorcore. Yeah, right. they called it horrorcore. But man, it scratched a lot of itches for me, man. Like, like uh, I loved, you know, just hardcore music. You know, I, it didn't phase me. Shit was crazy. I can't lie. I didn't finish the album. Really? Shit was wild. I was like, mm. now, yeah, it took now a Prince second Paul, to digest at that time. Now Prince Paul kind of gave it yeah. a cartoony flavor to it too, you know, to make it kind of seem a little more. Like uh, like fantasy. He took the edge off of it. Right, like right, 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 right. Like if these were RZA beats, you know what I mean? Like it'd be just, I mean, like listen to this constant elevation beat. Like I think uh, uh, Bismarcky used that that piano, and um, this is obviously a far cry from Bismarcky. <laughs> but I mean, these guys, if you don't know Gravediggers, um, they're a spinoff group of uh, maybe Stetsonic Sonic and Wu Tang is what I'll say. But um, it's 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 bonkers. You hear right there, uh, Rizza laughing like Daffy Duck, and uh, <laughs> and he's talking about all these ways to kill you and rip your <laughs> rip everything up, and then man, but this as as far as hip hop goes, this is a solid album. I mean, Prince Paul, his the production is beautiful. Like it, it they, it's a great album. They achieved what they were trying to do so well. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they wanted to uh, kind of spook you, but then show you, hey, man, we we got some fucking skills over here, yeah. too. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it's important to realize, too, that they they know that, that they could do this at that moment in music history. Yeah. They knew that it could be accepted. And it was right. like, why not? Like, why yes. not be experimental? This is, why yeah. not try this, is, this, this is a why album? not album. Yeah, exactly. And and, and, and this, this shit is not going to hit the charts or be on the radio, like we're saying. Uh, a lot of you listeners have never heard of this, and um, y'all should definitely go look it up. Gravediggers, Six Feet Deep, um, Defective Trip, Two Cups of Blood, Blood Brothers. Get ready to hear some some knives sharpening, some yes. chains. Yeah, yeah like said, it's like the first. It's like the the, and even to, still to me or even today, like the definitive like horrorcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it sparked the genre. Yeah, like, that was it. This right, was, uh, you know, with Sons of Man and all that, and. Um, yeah, it's uh, 
man, 1-800-SUICIDE. They talk about all these ways to commit suicide. And it's like, and it's almost like... Just think about that. Yeah. Think, just, let's just yeah. pause. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just pause. And this, is, and this is like, you know, right in the middle of the grunge era and the, you know... People actually committing suicide. Yeah, people actually committing suicide and... Uh, we just weren't as sensitive but, as the people back then. We could no. listen to this and turn it off and be good. Yeah, but like if they came out with this album today. Oh, yeah. Pete, the, Pete, the, oh the, my the, god! I know, I know. The sensitivity I know, I know. is like oh so god. high right now. Yeah, it, would, the, it wouldn't even be possible. All the no, it wouldn't be possible. They would have had Prince arms. Paul on. The, yeah, all the, the X Factor. Yeah, they'd, you know, they'd have. Yeah, they'd have him on, on O'Reilly Factor. Yeah, O'Reilly Factor. And every rice group in the world. Yeah, he'd be like, so what do you mean you want to? Uh, rip out their heart and stomp on their fucking bones. Like, what does that mean? You realize this is rap music and it's a story, right? It's not. Yes, yeah, yeah. And, and at the end of the day, We're that's not what this does. This. This, this album, like, kind of, uh, it's like fantasy to me. Like, it sends you to. It's like a like watching a movie. This album. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. It is. And uh, and one eight hundred suicide. You're almost laughing at. At the suggestions they're giving Like they're like What the fuck You know what I mean Like <laughs> like that's kind of Where it's at It's not necessarily like You know what This would be a good way To kill yourself They're, they're like abs- It's absurd at the, You know so it, right. So that's why Prince Paul kind of fit in Because it's kind of Over the top and absurd but it's also spooky and, you know. And that's kind of a little bit what Paul is about. Yeah, absolutely. Is, I mean, if you look at all yeah. his projects, there is a little bit of comedy and absurdity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And a lot everything of that he does, the stuff he did with Danny Automator, the stuff yeah. he did with Daylight, I mean, it's some, yeah. some absurdities yeah. everywhere. Now, now that's, that's why it worked. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there was obviously albums that were dark and very suggestive and they would show up and those hearings they had and saying they wanted to put, you know, labels on everything. And yeah. uh, when was that, like 90 or 91, something like that? I mean, yeah, like, yeah, Ice-T is a pussy compared to this album. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he was, I mean, he was hardcore for that time. Ice T. I mean, we could even listen to Ice T at first, and he was like, "Oh, oh, the, <laughs> the lady with the shotgun and whatnot." Oh yeah. man. Okay. Understand you guys are yeah. Okay. Now moving on, we have the. I guess is this the uh, debut of um, organized confusion? Uh, I don't know if it's the. I know that's a very difficult. I, I tell you what, that was a very difficult album mm-hmm. to digest at the ages that we were at. No, I know it is. It, it was, is. You're um, right. You're right. You're right. Because it was just so dense. Yes. Prince Poe and and especially Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah. I mean, it, the the density. It's almost like they were just trying to pack so many ideas and lines. It, it was just so complex And it was just it like is, Oh my gosh Like yeah. I don't even understand What's even going on right now yeah. Like I really feel I felt overwhelmed by the record Yeah 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 Now this is another one That uh My Good friend's sister Uh <laughs> I just had to take a peek Uh My good friend's sister Turned us on to And she's like Y'all like this And we We jam We were jamming it And we were like Okay okay Man I'm hearing a lot of Uh like you know the skill is there but again like felt kind of like a little lost but they're um they're talking about a bunch of crazy shit you know and like they third, are. third level like no one gives the props due for these guys they're that's brilliant true. that's true i mean i mean feral munch you can argue he can jump on any song and kill anybody 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 and i mean anybody 
They were Anybody? I, I don't. I won't say they were ahead of their times because there were other people on that level then. But no, right, right, right. It right, was right. just like I think. I think a good word for it was just dense. It was a lot to take yeah. in, and you know, it was just middle school. Heavy. When you're had, next. It was so very heavy. intelligent rap. They were smart. Very, so heavy. They had a lot of crazy dexterity. Yeah. And 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 they, and they rap fast and the flow. Like it, it yeah. just like you said, dense. There's a lot going on to listen yeah. to. But uh I definitely it's definitely ranking a minute for hip hop nerds and you know, you wanna It was, yeah. It was, it's one of them cult like records where people like Absolutely, like, absolutely. I think their next know. record and they, 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 they didn't necessarily dumb it down, but it was it was more viable. It was you more could digestible. Sit down and listen to it. It was more digestible. Yeah, the beats were a little more kind of you know, and then the hooks and the but man, I mean, talk about. See, I kind of lumped them in. Like, there was a lot of rappers coming out around that time, you know, like uh, uh, Lords in the Underground. They, I kind of compared them to a little bit. Maybe not quite as. L- Lords in the Underground, a little more about funk, I guess. Yeah. But. Um, well, they live for the funk. Yeah, they, they die, die, for, they the die the funk. for the funk. Even, <laughs> even that. Even, yeah. Living and dying for the funk. Funky, yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, perfect segue live for the funk, die, die for the for funk. The Oh, good. Wow. Did you even know that, Karan? That's you... right. That's right. That's right. That's Machine? right. Oh, man. That's, that's right. That is perfect. So, all right. So, ready to die. Um, Do you want to be hardcore? Do you want to be? And, you know, I mean, this, this, this 93. Okay, well, it almost has to be like the two best debuts in, in one single year. Like the two best debut albums. Ah, uh, yeah. Like Illmatic and Ready to Die. Like what, a, yeah. what what tops that in a year? In a yeah. year? Uh, actually, you're debuts. I think, I think debut album. Unless exactly. you're stretching back into like the late '80s or when like like when Kane came out or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you're talking. You're you going go back, back in time. You you're going go back. back in time. Um, Notorious Big, Ready to Die. This is uh, what are we looking at here? September. And it's amazing because to me, 1994 lasted forever. You know what I mean? Like that year. It really did. It, it really seemed like did. it did. Yes, it did. And this seemed like this was a decade after uh, uh, G-Funk. You know what I mean? Like uh, by the time this came around, this was like the East Coast answer to G-Funk, really. Because, you know. The tide had already turned back. Yeah, yeah. The tide yeah. went the other way. And uh, again, this is an album white girls had and, you know. Little kids had. Well, it's, I mean, no offense to white girls. I'm just saying. It's like, Diddy. It's that boy Diddy, man. He, yep. he took those samples Geniuses. and he looped those joints. So actually, Diddy didn't even loop them samples. He just took the record and just played. Yeah, he, and paid know, whoever. He just played it right on it. But yeah. again, yeah. yeah. But again, just made it. Kept the hook and he, everything. But he Diddy. knew how to market his artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, knew. Yeah. He knew. He saw the potential in Biggie, and he was like, "All right, yeah, this dude is like the big." Sexy guy, he's the big cool guy. Well, big, so we gonna do juicy. Right. We gonna take this old. But also, Diddy. I mean, well, Puff. You know, it's kind of like Storage Wars. Like, you know, you 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 buy a, you buy a locker and you're like, holy shit, this was in here. Like, <laughs> like, cause Biggie, you could, you know, that's a star. I mean, I mean, you come across Biggie rapping on the street and you're like, uh, come here, let me talk to you, let me talk to you, let me talk to you. I mean, Puff. I mean. You can call me genius in so many ways, but man, it's Biggie, <laughs> you know. Uh, and well, and his, like, his underground tapes and all that shit. I, I mean, mean, like, like they know, knew they were making a star when they made yeah, this the demo. Mr. C really party that and out. bullshit. Like, yes. you know, it's like, I mean, I mean, 
all he needed to do was put like a Versace shirt on him. Because, you know, he yeah. came in, he's rugged, you know, kind of yeah. hard, rugged, hardcore. He, that wasn't sellable. You know what's sellable? If we put you in some Versace glasses and shirts and you put ladies around you. And call them big yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so now and, you and like you got this swag now that you didn't really have yeah, before. Yeah, because every East Coast artist was, yeah. on, you know, at the train station. Real you grimy. Know, at, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. Like in a, Tim, in an alleyway and behind some graffiti. Pants, big sweaters, but you're right. This, yeah. this was kind of like, no, we can... We can party like y'all can on the West Coast and have some champagne. You know what I mean? Like uh, all white in the in the mansion and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and whatnot. <laughs> and Juicy itself kind of you know narrated that. Really, I mean, um, yeah. And get a grip, motherfucker. Now, now there's some hardcore tracks on here though. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just I mean, hey. you, can, you can start with Warning, or you can go down the line to. Yeah, uh, everyday yeah, yeah, struggle yeah. or the oh, what man. with yeah. man like yeah, there's, there's joints. Uh, give I'm me a, the loot. I love give me the loot. I think that's such a clever <laughs> song, dude. All right, man. but like, my was, favorite track on here though, unbelievable. unbelievable. Um, yes, the triple when you heard that and you was like, oh my god, Biggie got a primo beat. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah I yeah. could die now. Dun, dun, dun. It was just yeah. like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was like you know how you know how artists when they come out with a record, they put out a single and then they put out the joint that, that they know heads are really gonna like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unbelievable yeah, yeah. was like, like undeniably the best. These, these are for the head. This is for the heads. Yeah, right for the street heads. Yeah. This was like this was like the best way to ever do that, and I think people have yeah. been doing it since. Now like, this was um, the best. Like I call them street heaters. Like this was the best I mean, like street yeah, heat they, record now, ever. Now did they re-release the album with yes. with Who Shot You? Yeah. Later. Yeah. 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 Later. Okay. Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. This this album is is just bonkers. As as an album, it's 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 a landmark again. Um, it's it's really to, for me. It's a notch below Illmatic. Oh, it is. It is. It's right it there. Is. But it's right there, though. It's, it's right, right there. It's it's a couple steps down. I mean, if you go by, if you go by, well, man, I don't know. I mean, if, if you pluck it's out a, a couple, different album, yeah, it's there, it's a different album. This is like a, they weren't a, trying to achieve the same thing. No, this is a Jeep right. album. This is just like you know. You know, it, it, it's man. I don't know. It, it's it's actually pretty diverse, so it's kind of hard it is to diverse. it's kind of hard to you know put your thumb on it. Uh, but uh, it's 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 a great album. Well, uh, I think it it tried to do a lot and it accomplished most of those things. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as far as like the singles are concerned, and then like you know the songs like like Warning, which were innovative in the sense like that you know he was having a phone conversation with Puff and he was talking about like yeah. You know, drug deals gone wrong, things like all, all that stuff was really cool. But then again, you had a few records on there that were just good but not great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like you could pluck a couple out. And, you can pluck, yeah, and it'd be like, closer to an Illmatic, maybe. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is why I give it a not couple notches, like right. a notch or two below, just because yeah, yeah. it's a little bit too long. Now, this is when I think very underrated producer, especially. For, I mean, well, back then we knew he was hot, but like. As much noise as he made was Easy Mo Beat. Like, Easy Mo Beat was dope. Easy Mo Beat could jerk your head to death. I mean, oh yeah, he makes some neck breaking beats, man. And and people uh, don't even really think about that. Like, you know, people love to say that they love Biggie and love to say that they love Tupac. Yeah, but don't know that Easy Mo Beat was hiring both. a lot of their joints. Yeah, man. both both Temptation. of their hits. Oh. That, just that beat alone I can just listen yeah. to that instrumental yeah. now All that, day Now that's my cousin Mark's Favorite song ever 
that, that, Shout that, out, Mark. That beat is just like, it's just smooth. Tell and me, it's baby, like, are you, you lonely? Yeah. Oh, man. And you can just listen to that beat like alone. Like, I, could, I listened to that song on repeat, I don't know how many times, man. Just like, yeah. the beat was just, dun, dun, dun. I mean, it was just like yeah. smooth. Now, with that segue, maybe two weeks later, September 26th, Tupac, Thug Live Volume 1. Well, <laughs> we hit that shit in chronological well. order with that one. Wow. <laughs> I mean, this 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 album. Jeremy I mean, G. Uh, Quite a little liquor, which yeah. was a begin on the yes. Rim soundtrack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Now, Tupac was he still? Uh, who was he with at the time? Jive, 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 Jive. Now, Jive was turning out some artists at this time. But Tupac wasn't getting a ton of love. That's because, well, think about who who was on Jive at that time. R. Kelly. Tribe. Tribe. I mean, there was people that were kind of like ahead of him at that particular time. Yeah. But they also had, they also had like Souls of Mischief and... uh, Oh, man. Too Short. But you, I mean, like, let's be honest here. I mean, Pac had some great albums, but Thug Life really wasn't one of them. No, no, it, but it's, I think it's, it's, well, look, it says right here, a great album gets, often gets lost in the shuffle. I mean, I, there's a reason for that. I don't think yeah, it yeah, was yeah. that great. Yeah, I think I mean, he had some really, not, not he had some really great songs on here, but it wasn't a great album. Now, if you're comparing it to his other albums, then yeah. But um, Tupac in general, I mean, like, whenever Tupac would show up, it's like, Tupac is a rapper. You know what I mean? I mean like, he come out of movies and we're like, no, I mean, you know, I mean, no, we love him in movies, but we're like, Tupac, come on, he's, we're actually waiting for him to put out a monumental album. At this right point. to the grave. But see, people yeah. just don't, people just, I think Tupac great, incredible, but he is overrated. Yeah, I, I have to, I mean, not to, I know all you Tupac people are going to be like, what are you talking about? But, I have to agree with Darren. I think as far as like his impact on rap music, I think that you have to give him credit for that high end impact that he made because it was the, it's undeniable, no question. So, but it's just you were just talking about straight skill for skill, just like going just going at it on like bar for bar. Yeah. Like But that's, but that's I mean I'm talking about I'm talking about well, that. Well, even but I'm also output. talking about album. Even his, yeah, even his I mean, output. You, he had okay. Um, Tupacalypse now was good. All eyes on me was good. Uh, what was the joint with Temptations and? Uh, um, that's all eyes on me. No, it's not. Oh no, that's uh. uh, uh the joint with um. Yeah, I can't think of it now. That's bad. But. He had some good Me against albums, the world. Me against the world. the world. There you go. That's Mac- a damn good Me against album. the world was great. Machiavelli was great. All eyes on me. Tupacalypse now. This was not a great Strictly. album. Strictly. Strictly for my niggas was great. But this this is not one of those records. I no, mean, it's not. He had it's some not. really great songs on this album, but he only had like four joints. Like it was not. Yeah, right. this album wasn't that, like it wasn't a strong album. See, it's not. now. This is where I'm going to kind of defend Tupac a little bit, which, uh, what am I doing defending Tupac? But, uh, um, I mean, like, as far as overrated, like, it depends on what you're, you're coming at me as far, as far as you're rating him. Like, when, I don't put him in my top rappers ever, but I, t- I put him, like, definitely, like, most impactful. And, and uh, yes, and he, he kind of, he created, like, his own world in hip-hop. You know what I mean? His narrative yes. was great. Everything he did was theater. And it was a great movie yes. to watch. That's a good way to put it. Man. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a very long That's movie, a great way to put it. and it was a very sad movie. 
and it has its highs and its lows. Absolutely. That's that's a great way to sum up Tupac. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> now, Thug life. moving on from September 26, 1994 to October 3rd. So we're, oh, you know, the weather's starting to change a little bit. Uh, oh, man, it makes it's a difference, just, too. Yeah. It's getting cold yeah. and shy. Right. Football is coming on. It's getting, and, uh, it's getting cold in the shy city. <laughs> you know, there's this, little, there's this little rapper out of the shy. Uh, coming out with this ridiculous I used to love and oh I think gosh. his name was Lonnie <laughs> that's right this Lonnie Lynn now this y'all are gonna AKA. slap me for uh, saying this because of what we talked about earlier Uh-oh. with Illmatic but, but to me this is my favorite lyrical album ever you know what I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even actually. mad this, not is, mad this is my favorite because you know what lyrical album you know what it's my brother's favorite lyrical album and it's also one of our other best friends who had impeccable music taste favorite yeah. album and I didn't get it right away I mean I, I heard it yeah, and I yeah, liked yeah. it but I didn't honestly I didn't I, I didn't think what they thought until years and years later and really until I heard more of his catalog in my top five and you want to talk about storytellers Common is one of the best storytellers absolutely yeah. and he could like he could flip he could flip whatever I mean and he told it his own Chicago way and like yeah. it, it was like a very specific thing like and there were at that time there weren't really a lot of Chicago people really doing it like no so I mean unless there were some people after him do or die, you know, do or die. yeah um, yeah a few people come after well I mean you can take Chicago out of the discussion with this I mean this 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 Common came out with this like and, and again this is another album that was like for hip hop heads it wasn't there wasn't like hits on here I mean like if you had a, a local hip hop show yeah people would you know throw on you know some of these Common songs but uh it wasn't Austin Cats Austin Texas Cats had to go and seek this out yeah you know what yeah, I mean and um, this is another one that ate up my goddamn batteries in my Walkman. Like, for sure. I still remember, you can ask my best friends on this, we we took a trip to the lake, and um, we went in the middle of the summer, we thought it'd be a good idea. Hey, guys, let's go camping at the lake. Ha ha, cool. Let's uh, pack a, you know, a cooler full of sandwiches, blah, blah, blah. And um, it was miserable. It was hot. It was, <laughs> it was awful. I had my Walkman, though. And, uh, man, this song right here... I, I, I played and rewinded, I don't know how many times. Nothing to do. Dope song. Now, oh, man. This, this song right here, like, literally literally got into my head, like, and I, I always had a love for hip-hop at this point where, like, I was kind of geeking out over it. But um, this song, like, made me marry hip-hop. I, I, I don't know what it is. I just had, like, a connection with this song that uh, I just vibed out so hard. It's like... I, I love you. <laughs> There's no other way to say it, man. Like, yeah. I mean, the way this song it jams out with the, with the horns, the scratching, Mr. Sinister on all over this shit, and then it then it rides out. The storytelling. He's talking about hanging out with his friends, and I'm over here ignoring my friends, <laughs> you know, at the lake. Yeah. But uh, um, this song right here just changed me for hip hop. It just did, even more so than I used to love her. But that's just my personal story. But yeah, now let's. Yeah, I, I used to love it speaks for itself. But I mean, this joint's like, like watermelon. Yeah, book of life. No, I 
communism. No ID. Why like, doesn't No ID rap anymore, man? I love hearing No ID. He's an executive now. Yeah. So what? Nah, he's not doing them bars no more. He can do some bars. Cutting Come checks, on now. Man. It's cutting now, checks. Now, again, to, to kind of uh, um, go on what I'm saying, let, let's go ahead and read a little bit of the lyrics to the song Resurrection, which is, which is funny because his first album... Uh, didn't really do much. I mean, there's a few songs on there that you can kind of bang a little bit, but uh, I mean, you can ask common fans. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The name of his first album, they can't tell you it's borrowed. Can I borrow? Oh it no, absolutely they, not. They, they, they might tell and, you and this. Course, they might tell you one day it all makes sense. Who knows? Yeah. And this <laughs> depends on where yeah. they step in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Album, they don't really know. Yeah, yeah, Resurrection made me go back and buy. Can I borrow a dollar? You know, I mean, it's not like. You know, it came out. I was like, "Oh, I gotta get that comment." No, uh, this was my first introduction to comment. And uh, okay, let's listen to some of these lyrics. I stagger in the gathering, possessed by a pattern that be scattering over the globe. My vocals be traveling, unraveling my abdomen. It's slime that's babbling grammatics that are masculine. <laughs> I grab Bars. them in verbally. Bars. Verbally, <laughs> I grab them in verbally badgering broads. I wish the Madeline. Was back on video LP. I went, I went against all odds and got even Steven. Proceed to read, not believing everything I'm reading. But my brain was bleeding, needing feeding. I exercise. I didn't seek the best of buys. It's a lie to textualize. I analyze where I rest my eyes and chastise the best of guys with punchlines. I'm nasty when it's crunch time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Resurrection. Dude. For your mind, like one time, if poetry was pussy, I'd be sunshine, because I deliver like the sun times. <laughs> Confined in once minds on dumb rhymes, I combine. I'm hype like I'm unsigned. My diet, I unswine. <laughs> Eating beef sometimes, I try, I try to cut back on that shit, because rap shit is truly out of control. Uh, man, this is... I mean uh, the bonkers. Ba- I mean bonkers, dude, bonkers, bonkers. That's if you don't if you don't if you're listening and you don't know why Common is who he is and why he has so many records yes. and why he can get into movies and, and all I, this other stuff, this is why he yes. paid his dues yes. and he was one of the best. Yes. He, I mean he was the best. He was yeah. the best, he was. absolutely. He was In a lot best. of ways he was the best. In a lot of ways. In a lot of ways he was lyric, the best. Lyric lyric wise, I'm giving it to him. But uh with this album, if if he didn't put out this album, then you know, I mean you know again. That's why he, well, he. That's why he puts out an album. If it's corny, we're still gonna listen. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. we want to hear that one track where common is just, just like gonna, he's common. Yeah, yeah where yeah. he just goes where he's common well, sense, not common. Where he's to common be fair, sense. he's, he's, yeah. been, he's common become, sense. Yeah. He's come with a few with some like the Dream Believer. I, there's that was stuff. a good album. That was a good record. He, he's cultivated. No, I know it's good. It's good. Now this last album wasn't wasn't nothing. But we're talking about we're talking about resurrection. I mean, like resurrection. Those days are over. Between resurrection. And like water for chocolate. Like water for chocolate. I got one, day rhyme, one day it'll all make sense. Rhyme. My rhymes is better mm. than yours. Even even the first, yeah. even B, I thought was I oh, thought B was, was great. B was B was B was good. B, B was, was good, really but good. I, but he went in transitions. He went from no ID to Kanye to Dilla, yeah. then to Kanye, right? And Quest Love and Quest, yeah, yeah. So I think the, a couple of those later albums they might have sounded better, but uh, but Resurrection was lyrically the best. But you gotta ever give it to him for not being afraid to change executive producers and try some new stuff too. Yeah, he did try with Electric Circus with Pharrell. But you know what though? 
there were some jams on there I like that on there too. I they love that album. Me, he always he hates too. on it. Yeah, he does. That's one, I that love one that song. What's that one song <laughs> he like got with? Um, no, it's probably my least favorite, but it's, it's still has not my least favorite at all. It's my second least favorite. No, my least favorite that new album. He's got some junk. I still haven't heard the new Universal. Universal Mind Control. That was the garbage. The album's garbage. That album as a whole. No, the single jam. The single jam. I was gonna say the single. If it was like a, if it was like on the album, it was just the single, the jams. But that whole album, I'm like, dude, was really good. I don't think it's that bad. It was really good. It's really happening right now. I listen to it when we really have any. All right, I mean, we're gonna go ahead and move on. Oh, uh, oh man, gotta oh, give it up oh, to comment. Oh. I'm telling y'all, if y'all don't, if y'all haven't heard Resurrection, just just get it, and and you and you you'll hear how Nas is one of the best rappers ever. Like, as far as that album goes. Okay, oh now moving gosh. on. Oh my god. Now this now. is this oh is another gosh. group. Now. This is another group that you can kind of consider old school back in the day, and then kind of they're just still doing it. They're still putting out work. Uh, and released under Electra comes the main ingredient. Now, oh, Pete Rock and CL Smooth, uh, I just love the way this album starts. It comes in with that little. I like to I like to introduce myself, you know, and then uh, yeah, and then he brings in like that fades away and then. Hold on a second. It's about to come up here. Well, now I'll, this is one I'll, of my favorite beginnings to any album. Like, yes. If you have absolutely. this like like I, on a tape, you just pop it in the deck. I have so many favorite moments on this album. For real. I mean, Illmatic is my favorite, but this the and highs on and there's one other album on here that are in my uh, me, in my top let me, ten. Let me let this beginning vibe out. Okay. Check it out. Give you my respect. Mm. Man. Now, seals. CL is so slept on to me. I think he is a less charismatic Slick Rick. Like, his voice is, like, real fucking just cool. And, He's very cool. And velvety. Yeah. And, uh, and over P-Rock beats, it's just like, ooh, man. It's butter. Well, it's, I, it is. It's just it's butter on bread. That's what it is. He slept on because P-Rock at that time... And quite frankly, even now, I mean, it's Pete Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, no, no disrespect to CL, but the the shine. I mean, Pete Rock, the beats was just like, oh yeah, my gosh. And this this album flowed to me yes. in a sense like nothing I had ever heard uh-huh. because like the segues and little beats he chose yes. and samples. That's why this album is near and dear to my heart because it it. It schooled me on a lot that I didn't know about hip hop yeah. at the time. Like all those little interludes and like, things like that. Like I trash. wanted sometimes I wanted to hear those more than I wanted to hear the songs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The highs it's possible to just do the interlude without any vocals on it exactly. or anything like that and have that count as an actual track. And then exactly. you're kinda like, whoa, 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 what was that? What was yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. What was that? What's what's that song? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, how come they didn't do the whole song? Yeah. And I mean he took like the the, the Donald Berg, like the, the uh, place oh, in man. Face. like I mean he was just so now production cultivated like he i mean he opened my ear to like so many yeah. old songs and records yeah. that i would have never heard yeah, otherwise yeah, 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 yeah. and i mean Karan and i were talking about this and i know Derek is the same way and steven too like when i hear these records the first thing i do is go into the album liner notes and go I find those find old it. songs i need to find yeah. I need yeah. 45 i need to find that, that i need 45. to know what he's yeah, yeah, listening yeah. to yeah. to want to make yeah. these records the places and spaces 
Oh. Oh. I mean, the highs, the highs on this album I mean, like, are so high. Yeah. It's incredible. Like, Well, now, what were you about to say next? No, I'm going to let you say what you're going to no. say. <laughs> no, I, I'm wondering what you're going to say. No. You're, you're going to talk about some lows on this album? I don't know of any lows. Like, the highs for mm-hmm. me are just so... To me, I don't think there's just, any lows on there's this not, album. I mean, it's like almost... Okay, I wouldn't say it's perfect, let's flip. but it's almost perfect. It's it, No, it is perfect. It's perfect. It, it is yeah. fucking perfect. Yeah. From In the House... Carmel City? Carmel City. Come oh my on, gosh. man. Carmel City. Oh, my God. Let me take now, a now, little now, journey. Now, 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 oh now, listen to the way this song starts. The main ingredient... Let me take you on a journey. Oh man! The way it kind of like. I mean, when CEO's God and the ladies gotta hit me. What's the matter? No, this is not sex. Serve on the platter. Oh man! Hey, I mean, I I won't I won't exactly compare CL to Slick Rick. No, I'm not I'm not trying but, to do that. But, but I think. I don't know that he was a great MC, but he was no, no, good. No. He was he was really good on these records. Yes, and see, and that's, and that's the, all that he needed that's all to that do. Yeah, he yeah, need, yeah, yeah. He yeah, just yeah. needed to be like he needed to be the Scotty Pippen. I, I still think that pretty much. Rock be Jordan, be Scotty. Right, right. And that's yeah. what you need yeah. to yeah. do. No, but then play, play that role. No, exactly. Exactly. But yeah. again, again, like P. Rock produced for anyone and be fucking great, right? Yeah, just yes. like Jordan could probably yes. play with anyone in his prime and it'd be great. But he was best with but he was best with Pippen. Exactly. And I think. I think CL was the perfect compliment. He was, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He was the ideal And I'm not calling compliment. him a great MC. Uh, I'm just not doing that. But uh, like I said, like a, a lower level Slick Rick with the, you know, the chill, <laughs> the vibe, you know. And that's what he, he just talks about vibing out, you know, chilling. Like, yeah, he that's was, really what he, he talks about. He was a ladies man. He yeah. Was, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can put on this album and clean your room, mow the lawn. Like this, this. Oh God. Okay, we we just barely got to Carmel City. I get physical. I get physical. Yeah. Yeah. And he had the eye and eye on. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sun won't come out. I gotta love escape with that Nautilus. That Nautilus sample. That Bob James sample. I got love. I got love the other day. (laughs) Escape. Ooh. The main ingredient worldwide. Oh. Place, all the places. places this might be my... F- oh, God damn. I remember you know, it's- I, I, I used to l- really, really like this album. And then I got away from it for a little while because there was so much shit out around now. Mm-hmm. And then I went back to it. And I'm like, whoa, I fucking love this song. You know, like, I started falling in love with these songs, like, individually. And then I would just put them on repeat, you know. This, and- is, one of, this is one of my favorite hip-hop records of all time. For sure. All the places? At- no. Oh, no, oh, no, this album. The main ingredient. Okay. Uh, take you there. Ooh. You remember the video where they were out in like the yeah. tropical and yeah, that was man searching. Gotta, now sir, Roy Ayers, man, the Roy Ayers, and he uh, loves Roy Ayers, and yeah, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. just a perfect tribute, the perfect yeah. ode to like. Check oh. it out, in the flesh. It's, no, I mean it's on you. Ooh, I love the way they beat. Pakaka on you, man. It's just bad. Get on the mic. Uh, if, if there's if there's anything on this list that I would say, like, if you haven't heard it, go listen to it. For me, it's that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is probably an album that people, like, if they're not really into rap music, because I don't, I can't think of anything on here that was even, um, okay, like a huge, nothing was huge on here, obviously. Yeah. So if, unless you're really into it, you're probably not going to find it. So, yeah, I would definitely recommend you go out and pick this up. Yeah. Now, okay, and say what? That was October eighth, man. Like I'm, I'm honestly remembering. Uh, it's, it's weird. The '90s kind of do this to me. I don't know if I'm just like being dorky nostalgic, but like 
I can remember these months in that year. I can remember exactly what I was doing. Yeah. See, and I'm I'm the kind of dude that can't remember shit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like I just can't. But '93, '94, some '95, '96, like around then. It's like I remember the vibe. I remember who I had a crush on. I remember all that shit like back then. Now, moving on. Dee Lions. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> he got. He remembers her I remember name. Names. <laughs> Dee Lions. Wow. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Murder was a Murder was a case soundtrack came out. Uh, now, I had this. I kind of didn't know what I was buying. Uh, I just saw Snoop on the cover, and I was like, "Okay, I'm down." And uh, <laughs> this is one of the that's that that song. The title track is one of the great Murder. stories. Murder was the case. Raps. It's it's phenomenal. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, my little homie hey, baby boo took a pencil to this neck, and he yeah. probably won't make it to C22. Yeah, I'm mean, it on my mom. I'm gonna ride for you. Yeah. Oh my we're, god, we're gonna, we're gonna so good. Yeah, we're gonna have to do 1993 at some point. But uh, yeah, well, is that why we're leaving Wu Tang out or what? Yeah, yeah. Because nah. that's 93. Now in the 93. Natural Born Killers. Natural Born Killers. I, I remember I because this was the first song on the tape. Yeah. I had yeah, to, it I had the tape, and I remember popping it in. I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. Ice Cube and Dre. All right, I'm down. And now, there's a lot of pitfalls on this album, but there was also some fucking dope-ass moments in there, I, too. I didn't like this song when I first heard it. Really? I thought it, was, I thought it felt forced and, and a little contrived. I was just like... Well, look at Dre. I mean, we're watching the thing right now. And I Dre think Dre is always forced. Well, that's because... Well, it's forced. This is the reason why, though. Anything with Dre is going to be semi-forced because yes, he doesn't write him. anything. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so that, that's where I'm at with Dre. He doesn't write anything. So, but the, the, this is the good thing about Dre. He's got an amazing voice. His actual yeah. rap voice is one of the better rap voices in like like rap history. He just doesn't write anything. Yeah. So. Now. <laughs> now oh uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now another absolutely. Oh, another track on there. That I uh, hold on a second. Let me see. I still got, uh, got YouTube going. Stop that. And uh, this shit on here, like again, this wasn't a great album, but like this was another kind of like people, it had some triumphant yeah, moments. Yeah, man. people wanted oh. to have a little more of that West Coast scratch your itch, you know, for, you know, see what's up with Dre and them. And then a uh, dog pound. What would you do? And they and they were like they were like. In a very, in a, on a much smaller scale, they were like the West Coast outcast with Corrupt being 3000 and Daz being Big Boy. Sure, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Okay. And, I mean, Corrupt, Corrupt was, was, oh, he came with it. He yeah. came with it every time. Oh, yeah, every time. Every time. Yeah, he rapping like fucking. And Daz was like a, you know, I mean, in, 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 of course, in relation to Big Boy, but just like, he was like a scaled down Snoop. That was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, he mentored him. That's who he learned Another from. great voice, though. I mean, yeah, another great voice. See, and that's, um, and that's kind of what we're talking about, like, with these 90s dudes is, uh, all these artists have great voices, man. Like everyone we've talked about. Yeah, very that, used, that used to be very, very yeah, distinct and charismatic, and that used to be so important in hip hop. It was important. Man. Yeah, names were important. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, shit, man. I mean, like every, everyone had like multiple meanings to their names, and like just cool ass shit, like you know, KRS, Guru. You know, like like yeah. everyone had 
And that's why uh, what Shit They had much better names back then Yeah <laughs> Ten More times better than yeah. yeah It wasn't Lil this Yeah and, uh, <laughs> Drake Young something and Well at least Drake is, young, is his own name Yeah man. I know I, I'll give him that it Sounds his, like a porn star name, name You know Drake <laughs> What's up I'm Drake But anyways uh, Yeah That's why when uh, When I started DJing Um I wanted to make like a cool ass name, you know what I mean? And they were like, DJ uh, Lil P. They were like, no, no, you're Panda. Because that was my nickname in, in high school, was Panda. I was like, fuck, Panda, really? And, uh, come on, God. Yeah. And, and I started DJing. Hard. I was like, I want to be DJ, uh, fuck you up. Don't, cr- don't, you know, don't mess with me. And, uh, it's like, nope, DJ Panda, that's you. And it's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and so, so before, and, you know, before I knew it, I was, I was stuck with it. And then so I was like, hmm, let me try and make like a little acronym out of it or something. And so I came up with positivity and negativity determine ability. That's a good one. Yeah. And it's kind of like, it's very like, it's very golden era. It's very 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I wanted to do. And then like, as I started DJing, I was like, I look, you know, internet comes out. God damn, that's how long ago it was. But then, you know, you look up online, it's like, there's all these... Internet people. comes out. Yeah. That's a weird phrase. It, I know, it comes I know. Out. Like, <laughs> like, it was in the... Like, they put it on the shelf in the store. Like the yeah, yeah, yeah. went to the store and bought some internet. Coming soon, the internet. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I started looking it up. It's like, everybody's DJ Panda or whatever. And then, so that's obviously why I wanted some more original with Panda Ranch. But that's my story, and we're not talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> Murder Was the Case was a good soundtrack. It was. Now... Well, uh, it has some good moments on there. For sure. It has some, yeah. Yeah, it had yeah. some good moments. Oh, uh, come to my room. That uh, other dog, oh, yeah. dog pound and yeah. Jody. Oh, yeah. Damn. Uh, oh, ooh, forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this came out too. Diggable uh, planets. Another one. Yeah. Another, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, and this man. is a. Uh, if there was their ever debut, right? No. This no, is Roberta. Roberta Slick was. Yeah, oh, that's right. I'm bad. My bad. One. My bad. That's right. That's right. Uh, this was a sophomore record, but I mean, if there was ever an extension of the native tongues that wasn't really the native tongues. Yes. Yeah. This was it. Great way to put it. Great way. Yeah. Where they they talk about uh, uh, very abstract things. You know what I mean? Uh, real jazzy, real cool. Um, Digable Planets is another group that if you have to be up on them, you know, to appreciate them. You know, you're you're not yeah. like again. You're not gonna hear what we just playing like some Snoop shit. You know, the Snoop Snoop fan ain't gonna be like, oh man, I got that diggable. Planet. Yeah, I got that new diggable plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but again, that's uh, this this was this was another great record, and they were they were connected like they had um, like Guru Guru was on the record. They had great production, yeah, and yeah. and the chick she was like a little young fiery. Uh-huh. Lauren Hill. They uh, all had it too. Uh, what was her yeah. name? Ladybug. Yeah, uh, Ladybug. Yeah. Man, they all had it too. They hell. all had. They was like, it was nothing weak. It was not nothing really yeah. weak. Yeah. It was just like wow, like these these they they coming with it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna keep going because it's still it's only October. Uh, October eighteenth. Let's take it. This, take, take it to the H. This album came out and man, this is another one that like I just could not fucking stop listening to. Scarface, the diary. Now, the now, now this. <laughs> I love this. I mean, this is another album that I can say every word to easily. Uh, and uh, challenge me, be in the car with me. I'll fucking do it. But uh, I, this, I love this track, and I always did. 
and then I saw what they did on uh, oh no office space office space yeah. where he's he's fucking in his car <laughs> oh yeah stuck in traffic stuck in traffic he he's just like jamming uh, word for word look in the eyes of the motherfucking killer like, <laughs> he's rolling up his window yeah locking the yeah, door yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're kind of like but you're kind of like with him you're like this dude's cool this dude yeah, yeah, yeah. he understands <laughs> this dude gets it he did yeah, it yeah yeah, yeah. Now, Scarface, man, another beast from this year. You know what I mean? Where you're talking, uh, man, you're hitting every region here with, you know, the greats, you know, coming yeah. out. Um, Scarface. We're about, yeah. Scarface was a man. Like Now, if, if we're going by what we're doing with the chronological order, we've bounced... From east to west to south to east to west, like the south, like it keeps bouncing around. This is where we're starting yeah. to get a lot more depth in hip hop, you know. And this album itself, again, we're talking about it as an album, is classic. I mean, this is just you talk about the diary. Everybody goes, "Ooh, the diary," you know. Well, like, this was like, I mean, the Ghetto Boys broke through, but this was when Scarface became a star. Yeah, I yeah, mean, he yeah. was like a. This is at this point. Everybody knew he was a star. He was even if he wasn't like a super like a national. Like he was at this point, he started being like the rap, like the best rapper's favorite rapper. Yeah, that's yeah. It. He, he was like, like, like later on in time, Jay Z would be like, yeah. How many times has Jay Z referenced Scarface? Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so I mean, how many times has he put him on a song? I mean, exactly. Or been on his song. Been on his song. I mean, Jay. I mean, the dude. Yeah. I mean, Scarface was like, he was that guy for as far as it, us in the South. Yeah. Between, it, it, I, I, you know, outcast aside. You know, we we kind of was like, hey, Scarface, that's our that's the, that's our dude right there. That's yeah, that's yeah, our yeah. that's him, our that's obviously our, Bun B, but that's a whole other level. But carrying yeah. the torch, but definitely Scarface. Yeah, he was our savior in the sense that he was he was unique. He wasn't like anything on the East Coast. He wasn't like anything on the West Coast. He wasn't like anything in the no, South no, for that no, no. instance. Man, that cadence. <laughs> he just had that voice yeah. and that that demeanor, and he was just real distinctive and again, mysterious. Like, distinctive. Again, the voice. Yeah, yeah. You hear him, and you're just kind of like. He sounds like your uncle, or he sounds. You know what I mean? He sounds like yeah, I gotta respect bit. this guy. Yeah. I don't even care. Like I can say his music is whack. I don't like it, he but just, I respect. You this. heard like everything in his voice, like everything he had been yeah. through, and every storytelling. He conquered, yeah. like, you heard it all every time he spoke. You'll, it was yeah. powerful, man. Again, he you'll, was, you'll never hear anyone who you know is worth a damn say anything bad about. You'll never hear that. Who would say all. anything bad about Scarface? No, I mean he'd be a, out of your damn mind. Oh, oh, Scarface. Oh, he's whack. Legendary. Do you think he's Al Pacino? Legendary. No, yeah. No question. I mean, I I had a better grip on Scarface the rapper than the movie. You know, at this time, yeah. <laughs> you know. But um, man, what, what else? What else is on here? Going down. Never seen a man. Uh, man. Oh, that video. Just that video. That never seen. I mean. Yeah, I never yeah. seen a man. Yeah, that video was nuts. And uh, now that uh, the track, the diary, where he's just yes. kind of going off. That's another mental stamina type track I'm talking about. Where yeah. it's like two and a half minutes long, and you're just like, boom. <laughs> What's it? The shit's not fucked up, man. You think where the door at? Yeah, just the, just the way he raps on this shit. Your ass a border fucker, clean up. You know? <laughs> it was very specific. Well, it was. It was. It's a very specific sound was, that he had. There's nothing you could... Yeah. No one even could even duplicate yeah, this if they wanted to. compare it to. Yeah, nothing, nothing. Um, again, great album. And it, it, it had a... Um, it had a lot of... Uh, it had a lot of... Uh, History for me, just because uh, 
I remember this is what we were jamming. You know, like, again, in, in, in the caravan, it was the diary, you know? And uh, another album that's coming up here pretty soon, but uh, let's move on. I think we got... This is another one where... This is a fucking really good album where uh, hip-hop heads... This is the one I was. This is the one I was waiting for. Hip hop heads understand, you know. But again, you're not gonna uh, be up on this if you're not up on it. But it's OC Word Life. Word Life. Uh, Entirely produced by Buckwild. The whole album, I believe, right? Uh, I think there was a Lord Finesse or two. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, But man. But again, like. Top five favorite MCs for me, OC. Really? Okay. Wow. Now, now, I don't. I wouldn't say he's like. And I, t- I, I, I think I talked to you about this, and I know we, yeah, we talked about this the other bit, day, yeah. but um, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's one of the top five greatest MCs. I don't even think he's probably top a hundred. But me personally, he's one of my favorites. Well, this is yeah. interesting. So Buck Wild, um, actually, yeah, Lord Finesse did. Um, actually, one. You know, Organized Confusion did three tracks. Oh, did they really? Yeah, so... Okay. Well, did, didn't did Buckwild work with them, too, though? I mean, yeah, they were digging in the yeah. crates. Those guys. And yeah. Lord now, and now, OC is just full blast all the time. Dope fucking MC, man. Like, a lot of people don't even know who the hell OC is. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you kind of have to... Now, his follow-up, Jules... That album is I don't I don't even want to That album is crazy And it's probably one of the most Slept on albums Ever Ever Ever, ever. Man I remember When I f- the, the first thing that came out Was the single Um Uh The, 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 the one Premier did Uh He had He had a single with like Yvette Michelle Was on no, that, that was, Far From Your single from, That's what Buck yeah. Wild That's what Buck Wild be. And then he had The other joint Um well, there was. Uh, now we'll, we'll probably get a chance to talk about this album again sometime. We will. But uh, man, Times uh, Up was Times Up was his was his launching pad. Yeah. It, it was like the gulliest beat. Yes. And, and he, he was, had the best flow. And he, he matched it. Perfect for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, you know, this. Some people can probably go off on this beat, but like he. Uh, just full blast. Yeah. It yeah. Was, he just full blasted it and. Uh, I mean, this, he's one of them street dudes that, like, kind of has that Nas vibe, Big L yeah. kind of, you know, like, he can talk about street stuff, but he's also just crushing you with, you know. Yeah, Big L was on Jewels, and all, yeah. all, all in the same vein, but, I mean, yeah, I mean, unfortunately for him, he had two of the best hip-hop albums in their respective time frames, and nobody really knows him. Nope, nobody knows him. No, nobody knows OC. Half of you listeners don't know OC. Y'all need to look him up. Uh, this Word album was, was very good and very solid. I mean, like, it, it it has a lot of memories for me, but I th- you need to look up Jules, man. That that album is fantastic. bananas. Album. Bananas. Okay, Production right. on that album is... Well, yeah. Oh, everyone bought in, and again, you can tell who's who's really hot by um, who can just say holler at the best producers and say uh, it's time to make an album. You know. Yeah. Um, okay. Now this came out. This was their first album, uh, Artifacts. Now uh, Artifacts, uh, they weren't a huge act. I I've learned to appreciate them a lot more. Like. After the fact, 
I mean, even That's Them and, you know. That's Them was their favorite, now, my favorite yeah. record of theirs. And then I started to realize Elder Sensei is one of my favorite voices in hip hop. I mean, he had a good underground he, solo career. He, uh, I think he has like a very signature sound and voice and flow that I don't think enough people have given him credit for. Like, like you can, okay. if you, if you hear his even new stuff, it's great. Yeah, he's so it's good. It's great. It's really, 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 really good. I mean, he's got the kind of voice, people need to be sampling him and chopping him up and, I mean, it, he's dope. Uh, they, I mean, they're from they're from Jersey. Yeah. So they, I mean, unless you were Red Man at that time, there weren't there wasn't a ton of people checking for you. No, not at all, not at all. But um, not even in, you know in the East Coast, really. Yeah, which is sad because it's only a hop, skip, and a jump yeah, away. Yeah, which is kind of sad. Now we're gonna move on again. Uh, another quote unquote old school group uh, coming out with a. Uh, yeah, it's the Native Tongues, right? Yeah. Uh, Brand Nubian with uh, without Grand Pooba. Without Grand Pooba? Yeah, on Everything is Everything. And I bought this album. Yeah. Now, not their best album. Not their best no. album. Um, I can hear Sadat X on anything. Mm-hmm. Love fucking Sadat X. I mean, he's my favorite brand new. Uh, uh, Quiet Skeppy He's one of my favorite rappers I mean Love Sadat X um, Now Yeah you talk about The distinct voices Yeah too. yeah And his yeah. flow And it's just like He kind of has that That's Unbelievable swagger You know With And the shit he says Is He's very unique Very unique He's the only guy Who can make an album Called Wild Cowboys And theme it as a Western yeah, yeah, album yeah. And it'd be great And it's great <laughs> Now Oh yeah Busta Rhymes on this one Yep uh, Again Not a great album But there's some There's some gems on here This is kind of The start of their ending Yeah I mean they had like A couple of good singles After this Like Don't Let It Go To Your Head um, but this was really like Which is a song that should have been on this album For Grand Booba <laughs> right? Yeah, really <laughs> Wow, yeah Yeah, if you think about it But um, uh, yeah, kind of kind of the start of their ending As far as like good albums were concerned Yeah, okay, so we're going to move on That was November 1st Let's go ahead and move to November 8th Another great debut Where um, another product of the EPMD breakup And Eric Sermon uh, still trucking along because he's great. And and 94, 95, 96, Eric Sermon is my favorite producer. I I'll, I'll just I'll just say that. I mean, he's my okay. that era he right there. right there. That was he a strong is, era right yeah, there. Yeah. He's my favorite. And uh coming out with Keith Murray, the most beautiful thing in the world. You talk Keith, about a lyrical whiz. Yes. Like, yeah. yeah, he he definitely had it. I thought. Yeah, I actually thought he was gonna be probably like bigger than he actually was. I yeah. thought he was gonna be another Nas, to be honest. Yeah, I thought so too. But then it really wasn't. It he's, never really happened. But he was too crazy. He's kind of he like a Jeru, if you he's, think about it, like his flow. Though. He was crazy. He got in a lot of trouble. I remember the first time I saw him in the Hostile video before he even had an album out. Yeah. He had razor blades in his mouth. Yeah. He was, just, he was a wild he boy. Was wild. Rough neck. Rough neck dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going around punching people and stuff. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah. this, is a, this is a great album. No, it is. And um, you had you had the lead single, and then you had Get Lifted. and I mean, if you go just from the beginning, god damn, really, look at these songs. Psychosomatic. Oh, wait. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way it starts. Man, these are some neck-breaking beats, man. And uh, Dip Dip Die. Uh, How's that? Most beautiful thing. Herb is pumping. Like, these are, like, Eric Sermon was crazy clever and creative at this point in his career. I mean, crazy. Um, Psycho Ward, I love this track. This this scratches my, my you know, like, kind of horrorcore sensibilities. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I mean the Straight Looney, that one. Where they're, they're screaming on the whole entire track. Like... You got Eric Sermon screaming. Doesn't even. See. You can hear it, Steven. Check this out. Yeah. This, this is Eric Sermon rapping. Doesn't even sound like him, does it? Yeah. It does, but it sounds like. And and uh, kind of like Onyx style, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I would definitely say that. Uh, like and then Jamal was on here. Oh. uh... Damn, danger. Oof. Get lifted. How's that? Now. That's a great posse cut. <laughs> that is one of my favorite posse cuts. Like, uh, man, it. Whew. How's that? The way. Rem, rem, to me, okay, again, when you talk about the greatest rappers, man, a lot of them are at their A game this year. Uh, I'd say. Uh, Biggie. Nas, Common, Redman. You're talking about the best rappers alive yeah. right there. I mean, at that time. At that time. At that time, at that time, time like, that crew. that's it. I mean, that's them. And uh, the way he comes in with this, uh, the chase, take it to the streets, Bamba Z, escapism. Oh, man. Redman actually produced that track, if y'all knew, didn't know that. Oh, wow. Did not know that. Yeah. And go back and listen to it, and you can hear, like, the there's a dark side vibe to it. And it's so chill, but he he peppered in you know that uh, Ohio player sample and mm-hmm. oh god, Redman was fucking killing it, man. And uh, of course we're talking about Keith Murray though, <laughs> but yeah, Keith Murray again underrated. Uh, that album's the shit. Death Squad. Check it out now. This next one, oh man, this is wow. Now I remember this again. Wow, wow. Uh, like absolutely. Like I must remember every day of this month when this came out. Uh, I I remember well, I remember going to CD Warehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Buying this record. Yeah. Now. And I I had never I had never seen anything like this before and then when i got the record i had it's never heard unique. anything like very it before unique. yeah i yeah i remember my first thought was kind of what the fuck you know what i mean but then i i, I caught on like super quick and it, it was crack it was just fucking crack to i me. think when we're talking about to obviously yeah i was gonna play the intro first <laughs> so be, like when you hear this I mean, like, just, I mean, if you it's don't like, remember. What's if you about to happen? You if know you can't what I mean? remember when they debuted yeah. Bring the Pain video on um, Rap City and you saw him and he had those crazy contacts in on mm-hmm. the bus yeah. and his head was just knocking, like, yeah. Yeah. that was some of the weirdest things. That was one of the weirdest visuals I had seen. Yeah, I did not point. want to be on that bus, man. Yeah, he looked mentally They all looked deranged. They all looked deranged. And he had his mouth open. He's all. Yeah. 
But he was like a phenom, like his voice and his yes. flow and the way he moved. Well, he was slick. He Again, had the, the voice. Power. He had the he had the style of like a million rappers. Yeah, like, star power, like in star power. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and of course, this was coming off of like all the verses that he spit on Thirty Six Chambers. Yeah, and then of course, being like the only guy who had his own song like named after him, it yeah. was almost like this is the next guy that yeah. you need to know and. Oh, now, yeah. now we know Meta Man's yeah. a star. I mean, we've known it since Wu Tang. From day one. But yeah. the real brilliance of this album is the RZA. Oh yeah. I mean, he he went off the reservation on this one. Like he made beats out of things I, I wouldn't imagine. Like weird drums and organs and sounds. Like I remember, I remember this being kind of hard to digest to begin with, but then like once I got it, I love I like this this album's better than Enter the 36 for me. Ooh. It just really? is. It just is. Nah. I like it. I like it. I like it. For me. I like it. But but uh oh man, Enter the 36. For me, I think the RZA was at his most creative yes. with this During. album, I agree. Yes. But 36 Chambers for me, you know me. I, I love yeah, I love yeah. I love Sly Johnson and all this and and he samples like on every song on 36 Chambers. He did, so he did. Me, Absolutely. So for me, that's like Absolutely. I yeah. I don't even listen to the album anymore. I just listen to the old Sly Johnson stuff and I feel like I'm listening to yeah. it. It takes me back yeah. to those moments. See, but but this album isn't funky. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like it's it's dark. It's kind of weird. Gritty. It's gritty. That's Very the gritty. only way you can describe this album. And it's it's hardcore. I mean, uh, but it is a Wu Tang album. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's on this. Through and through. It's, it's very specific to this particular rap. Yeah. yeah. Now let's move on to from Takao to Biscuits. I remember when I when this track first came on, I was like, "All right." It's like <laughs> building up, and then it kicks into the beat, and I'm like, "Oh, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay." It, like this album did that to me a lot Where I'm like What at are they first, doing At first for me too Yeah like Mr. Sandman Just starts out with the screaming Yeah yeah and like, ah! <laughs> It's so weird man Yeah But just, then ah! But then there are songs That hit you immediately Like Yeah Release your death And it's just like Yeah It's the, like superhero music Yeah yeah For yeah, real Yeah Bring the pain of course Oh yeah uh, Like that's how you start a song Right there <laughs> Yeah it is And now All I need of course The LP version was, yeah. was out before the single. Um, yeah, and that 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 that's what propelled Method Man. Yeah, yeah. The it definitely lime, did. Limelight, Mary J. Limelight Mary J. With, as far as acting and everything else. Like. Meth versus okay, what the blood cut? Meth versus Chef. Now, Sub Crazy might be my favorite song on this album, dude. Like it's it's it starts out again so awkward. Yeah. And then you're kind of trying to figure out what are they doing. Where are they going with it? And then when the beat kicks in, and this is one one of his best lyrical tracks on here. Like he talks, he's talking about some off the wall shit. But uh, man, I love this shit. I turn up all the way in my truck. But uh, release your Delph, PLO style, and another. Oh man, I get my thing in action. That's a great song. That shit is bad. Mr. Sandman Stimulation Like this No it is I, I For some reason I can remember Okay What is this November I remember the windows Being open The cool breeze Coming in And smelling bacon Like I remember I remember that kind of shit With this album And uh, And just listen to it Like like it's crack Like I couldn't get enough Of this album Like at all Until and, uh, you got this next one Until I got this next one <laughs> We ought to just let Derek talk this whole segment on this one because 
This is his holy grail right here. Jam right here? This is... Uh, um, no, I would shit. expect this to be probably your favorite album. Yeah, I think so. I got that feeling. My favorite album? Yeah. Well, it's uh, here. It's, in, in this, in, oh, in '94. Yeah, yes, it's my favorite album, '94. Um, everyone who knows me knows <laughs> how much I fucking love this album. I think this is a masterpiece. It's uh, it's it's you can almost you can call it a. Uh, um, hmm. What's the word? Where it's like a story album. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a, it's a concept album. Right. Um, Red man's losing his motherfucking mind. There's a dark side. Um, it starts out with Dr. Travis. They're analyzing him, and they want him to bring the funk. And uh, Red man produces every track on here, but what like two Eric Sermon tracks or whatever, which uh, it still blows my mind. The, the talent of Redman as a producer. Uh, slept on, really. Very really, slept truly, on. As and a then the, the few times he stepped out, not doing his own stuff, like Jamal Fades Them All, that track, oh my God. The shit is crazy. And, and, uh, that's another one of those tracks that when I heard it for the first time gave me goosebumps. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it absolutely did. And, and here we go. Now, this shit is got the craziest bass lines in hip-hop that i've ever heard i mean just jeep 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 music man i mean you gotta have some kind of speakers to play this damn album and uh i had this on tape i had it on cd later had it on vinyl i mean like i had that to a lot of shit but like i remember geeking out to this album to, and I, I used to draw and all that shit and then so i started drawing the cover of this album and like shit like that Again, top rappers ever in this year, in my mind. And, I, I, and I'm saying 94. I'm saying that with certainty. When you got Illmatic, Resurrection, There's a Dark Side, Takao, uh, Diary. Southern Playlistic. You're fuck, Southern Playlistic. You're fucking with the best lyrical year in hip-hop, I think. I think it was, it was a good year. Um... To have to kind of learn what you liked, to kind of figure out yeah, yeah, what yeah, type yeah. of music was for you. Yeah. So it wasn't so much as what was better; yeah. it was more so preference. Right, right, right. Because this, this is a preference album. Because uh, this album wasn't a huge. I mean, it, it was a success. You Tonight's know. Tonight was a good single. Tonight's Tonight. Uh, Rockefeller there was wasn't, the first single. But this album isn't about. Can't wait was yeah, another single. Can't wait. Now this album wasn't about singles though. Like it's it's about. Letting him take you on the on the, the you know on the trip he wants to take you on and right. it's, and you're feeling like you're losing your mind right with him and it's it's brilliant I love it it's it's dark it's weird it's trippy it's funky and uh, Redman's <laughs> I mean the the crazy shit he talks about in this album is just it's phenomenal I I, I can't even. I could do a whole podcast on this. I'm kind of, I can't even find my words. I want to hear what y'all think about it. For me, I, this was, the what I wasn't really, I wasn't really big on just because I, I didn't, I didn't experience a whole lot at that time. So this was really my first taste of Red Man. So it took me a while to get into it because again, yeah. it was, it was kind of a concept album. Right. But once I've really, I bought it and I still have the red case. And yeah, all yeah, yeah, that. yeah, I still yeah, have yeah. it. The red CD case. Yeah. I still have the original pressing. Um, and once I actually got into it and I got it and I understood what he was trying to do, I loved it. 
But initially, I was a little... I didn't like Rockefeller, and that was the first song I heard. And I ended up liking yeah. it later. Yeah, yeah, see, that was, it was that way for me, too. I ended up liking it later, but... Um, Initially, I was a little standoffish, but now I can listen to it. Maybe not like you can, but I, I definitely enjoy it. I actually haven't listened to the album in a long time. Um, I like the album a lot. I played it a lot. Um, I don't know why it hasn't really come back around in rotation. I probably should now. I guess it's been, this has been good because I, I can get... Yeah. You know, like I haven't listened to OC Word. Like, like I, there's a lot of albums that I just, I'm realizing I haven't listened to in a long time. Yeah, I think a lot of it is Redman takes a time. Like I can't, I can't just play one Redman song. Right. So yeah. it's, it requires like when you put it on, I have to be in the mood. Yes, it requires a certain mental area where you need to need to be in to listen to Red Man. I can't just like I'm gonna flip some Red Man on and this is what I'm gonna be because it changes your mind too. Like it changes yeah. how you're thinking at that particular time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to feel like having your mind changed and altered in that. Yeah, exactly. And I, but see, I was all about that, and that's why I have such a love for albums and and I, I like for the album to take me on a journey and drop me off somewhere and then come pick me back up you know what i mean and uh love this goddamn album it's uh uh it's uh again what was that uh the superman lover and uh yeah the best skits yeah oh my god yeah he he was top he was top he was top now, three four with the skits what what uh neurotic <laughs> yes that uh um that hook Fuck you, Red Man. Motherfuck you. <laughs> like, that shows you what the vibe of this album is. It's just, uh... Green Island. Because he's, like... He's, like, uh, a crazier Buster Rhymes. Like, you, you don't... Like, when this when this album came was, out... was. When this album came yeah. out, you did not want to approach Red Man. You know what I mean? Nah, he didn't seem like he was all there. No, no, no. no, no exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. And, uh... Super self-deprecating. Yeah. Well, well, back back here, he's he's. <laughs> it's just in these lyrics. See, I'm I'm like I can't find my words, man. Like I, I love this album. I can't. I just gotta move on, I guess. Uh, all right. So now this list is a little bunk. I don't know why it stopped, but this is definitely. I have great memories of this, and this was around the same time Scarface came out for sure. I know that. But Craig Mack, Funk the World. Another bad boy um, artist. I, I, I didn't like the album as a whole. I mean, there are songs, there are songs that I liked on here, and he can rap. This, this record was funky, man. Yeah, this shit is funky as hell. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think it went, it went. I didn't think now, it went that hard as far as, especially just compared to whatever else I was listening to at the time, which is mm. a lot of it. Yeah. It wasn't, okay. it wasn't like it was definitely very low compared to those albums. Right. Very low. It on was the, just, on it was just for me it was just jamming yeah it wasn't substance heavy it didn't change my world it didn't make me think in he, a different way it was just jamming he he was like he's a throwback mc he, like like you he he definitely was like uh, well yeah because he, he's been he had at that point even yeah, at that point been he'd been around he'd been around for a while yeah yeah he uh kind of reminded you of like a bismarcky of like uh you know them old school dudes who just you know he kind of had that old school flow. Uh, 
Very signature, huh? I'm trying to get to the. And people, the he had actually been around right. since like in the eight, like the late '80s and stuff like that. But he had just like then at that point he was just like broke yeah. through. Broke yeah. through. So the production on here is so good, man. Again, Easy Moby, fucking yeah. breaking your neck. Um, well, I mean, of course we all know Flavor in Your Ear and the remix, but yeah. Making Moves with Puff was dope, Get Down was dope, um, Judgment Day was a good record. He had some songs on here. I mean, it wasn't, again, it wasn't groundbreaking or anything like that, but it was, again, for me, another another example of how Puff made somebody a star for, even if it was just for a short period of time. He made stars, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. he got good producers to get the best out of those yeah. artists. Whether he kept them around long or cut them off or didn't pay them or whatever yeah. was going on in those and, days, and, but and he had hits on here too. I mean, they were hits. Yeah, he had he had, they were on the he, radio had he had two bona fide hits and one like good street record, like yeah. That remix that was crazy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. the remix started like the Bad Boy remix. It was like yeah. that was like with the Biggie and the LL and Busta. Yeah, and, and I think the problem with Bad Boy is they were trying to market Craig Mack and Biggie like at the same time. They came they out, were like just about the same yeah, time. Yeah, I remember them being you remember the, the, you in remember interviews the, um, together. Remember the Big Mac? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they had like a, I don't know if it was an endorsement deal with McDonald's or just yeah, made yeah. Up no, but they I do had remember like that. the Big Mac package. It was like the Big Mick thing. It had Biggie label and his label on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some weird promotion. I do not remember that. No, I actually do remember that. Remember and uh, okay. We're moving on again because I'm finding stuff because I'm like, this isn't everything. Ah, uh, this is another this, panda gym right yeah, here. Yeah, this came out in the summer, like I think around the same time as Warren G. Uh, and this is, again, West Coast, but like, you know, here we go. Uh, <laughs> Coolio, uh, It Takes a Thief, which everyone just thinks Fantastic Voyage and moves along, right? And they're like, ah, okay, I get it, you know. Uh, but uh, it's... If y'all haven't heard this album, it's a really good album. Uh, Coolio is a very serviceable rapper, good storyteller, good voice. Uh, the production on here is really, 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 really good. And it's a very solid album. <laughs> Everyone's super quiet. Uh, I can't say I've heard this one. I'm not going to lie. I have heard this. and I um, I've heard it. I'm not a fan of Coolio. Uh-huh. At all. No, so at I guess, all. So, I mean, not the production the production was good because, you know, I mean, it was good production. He's got a good ear and everything, but I just don't like Coolio. I don't like Coolio on yeah. anything. Yeah. So, yeah. No Gangster's Paradise. I don't like nothing. He, I don't like nothing. No see you when you get there. <laughs> now, have, I don't you, like have, have, you, have you heard this album? <laughs> I've heard this album when it first came out. Oh, and okay. at that time, I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, but I, I didn't like him anyway. It was just more yeah, like a yeah, friend yeah. had it and I listened to it. I was like, yeah. I you know, I was kind of the same and like hanging out with this dude, he made me listen to it. <laughs> so I, I I have some appreciation for it because as I listen to it now with a different ear than I did twenty yeah. years ago, I shouldn't have said that. That makes you sound like a geezer. <laughs> yeah. But no, when we when I listened to it the first time I really didn't care for it. I yeah. mean but now I, I, there are some strong records on here, and yeah. he—he's again—he's not a good rapper. No, 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 no. But there are some songs on here that that aren't fantastic voice, that aren't commercially yeah, viable no. songs, that are just actually good hip hop. Absolutely. Records. Yeah, he's t- he's telling a lot of stories. They're, they're clever songs on here. Uh, he's just ghetto cartoon. 
I don't know, uh, smoking sticks and can of corn. And you know, know the reason why like hip hop heads didn't listen to this record is because Fantastic Voyage just kind of played him to the left for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. If now, if he had come out in a different way with a different single or a different style, this album probably would have got a lot more recognition, a lot more props. Yeah. But he came out, he made his well, money, and he did what he did. Yeah, and that's yeah. the way his career went, and I'm pretty sure he prefers that, prefers it that way. No, you you wrapped it up nice. Uh, that's basically it. Uh, and then of course Warren G was at the same time, so it's like, why are we fucking with Julio when we have Warren G? Uh, now I'm looking around just a little bit more. Uh, what else? I think I saw here that Creepin' on a Come-Up came out in 94. Is that right? Bone? Yeah. Their first Creep? album. Yeah, that's something we can talk about. Yeah. Now, that's something we can talk about for real. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <all right> <laughs> For some reason, yeah. I didn't think Bone that Thugs was Bone Thugs and Harmony. No, I, I think that sounds right, because this is what? My, my freshman year? And uh, I remember uh, fucking every Mexican was listening to it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, uh, right about now, yeah, with Thuggish Ruggish Bone and... Yeah, this is right. 94? 94. Wow. I mean, now... Yeah. Again, we're talking. They came out of nowhere, completely out of nowhere, right? Came out of Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, out of Cleveland. Easy Mo B, I mean Easy E, co-signed for them. Yeah. And uh, I used to hear people jamming it. I'm kind of like, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm the kind of dude that you know has a diverse ear, but I'm like, what what the hell's that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh. It took me a little while to, to get it, but I'm like, I get it, I get it. It's, you know, it's like thug music, but like on a cool tip, you know what I mean? Like, I thought it was great right off the bat. As soon as yeah. I heard it, I thought it was like, man, this is that new, it's good, these yeah. guys are talented, yeah. Easy E's really making this work, is what I thought. Yeah, but they obviously, again, it's it's uh, Storage Wars, you know what I mean? Like, he stumbled upon them, but they were, they knew what the fuck they were doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I want to know my future. A, a bloody murder. A bloody murder. Now, what about you, Karan? What do you remember with this? Thuggish, Ruggish Bone? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I remember that the hook, the hook is obviously it stood out. You know, that lady also, I think she passed away, which was sad. Um, oh, did she? Yeah, at some point she passed away. That was pretty sad. <laughs> um, that kind of sucks. But this um, this is joins like we're not against rap. We're not, we're not against, against rappers. We yeah, are yeah, against yeah, yeah. those stuff. So and yeah. it was like pretty much a middle finger up to all of that. Yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, they was not even. It was just like not even the bars. I mean, especially Crazy Bone. He had the, the nicest. He has has such a great voice, too. And then the harmonizing on top of it. And then the harmonizing about, like, evil things. That was incredible. Yeah, I don't think 
anybody really harmonize over in a rap group like that. And did. then harmonizing right over killing people. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harmonizing yeah. on some thug shit. Like, I ain't never seen really thugging. No, I mean, y'all. Like, some like, thug balladeers. Thug yeah. ballads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. a barbershop quartet full of thugs and shit. <laughs> that song, like, uh, No Surrender, was crazy for me. Actually, that was my favorite track on that particular. Uh, it actually wasn't even an album It was an EP And yeah. you know I think that's the reason Why it doesn't come up As an album Because it was actually An EP um, Oh yeah 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 It's only like Seven or eight songs on it Yeah there. Okay So But No Surrender Was that jam though That's my that, oh, I could play that yeah. on repeat Yeah I, I was resistant to Bone I gotta be honest I don't know if it, I don't know what it was In my psyche That was like Derek this isn't your music You know what I mean <laughs> And then uh, my boy Mike Michael Benavides he used to play this shit like non-stop and, they, and we always kind of had like a little musical rivalry so it's kind of like like nah dude turn that shit off uh, but yeah then I started kind of like really listening I'm like man this is some clever ass music man <laughs> like like the production is very fucking clever and you know they they're, they're really good rappers and it's just like I get it like I, it took me a good while but you know there's Bone man another group that 1994, man. Classic. Ending on bone. Uh, so. So what would y'all say, man? I guess in closing, about 94. Monumental year. My greatest year to me. I I. For me, I still say '96 uh, six. Yeah. was the best year for me. '94 is a very, very close second. '96. Okay, we okay. Now, well, did, did you get right. to hear our '96 our podcast? That was no, derived, I didn't. That was derived based on me saying that '96 was my favorite. Yeah, he year. just threw it out there. And uh, well, I'm thinking of, there's a lot of really awesome albums that came out in '96, though. So I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna trip on it. Well, that's uh, it's reasonable doubt. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, y'all got better uh, memories than me. I just it was like Reality Aliens. It was AT Aliens. It was it was yeah. it was it was written. It was Iron yeah. Iron Man. Stakes like, yeah, but stakes is high. But so the, my thing my thing is I feel like it wasn't the, the the depth of the submissions weren't the same as it was in '94. That's what we, we like. There weren't any OCs were life in there. Like the top is top heavy. Ninety six is top heavy. Nah, I I I I think you gotta. I think you gotta run through them. Okay, now like you gotta run through. I'll them. say there's this. Some depth in that year. I'll, yeah, there's a lot of fucking depth. We went through it, man. It was, it was a lot of shit. I'd, I'd say ninety six okay. was maybe a better album year in general. Like just. Uh, I mean, yeah, you had like just just running the gambit. You know what I mean. Uh, but now 94 to me beats it just because I think there was so many more monumental things that happened in that year. I mean, it, it, to me, it, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's my thing. I just feel like 96, I mean, really a lot of stuff that, that, was, that, that happened in 96 was predicated on what had happened like the years before versus like Illmatic. Or in a lot of albums that were came out in '94 weren't necessarily predicated on what, like a lot of '94 stuff was things like really treading new ground. Yeah, '96 yeah, yeah. was not really treading new ground. Like, right? You know, and, well, in some ways it did, but in well, some ways it did. '96 to certain me things was, it did. was great. Well, I mean, like I said, '94 was a very great debut year. 
But 96 mm-hmm. was good to me. There were a lot of other debuts in 96. Yeah. But it was seeing those guys become who they were going right. to be. Well, like again, I think it was, in 96, it was the quantity of great albums has it beat. I think it has 94 beat. But again, if we look at it, some of the artists that came out, I mean, uh, uh, who else? Red Man and Keith Murray came out again, but nope. 94 was their year. You know what I mean? And, uh, okay. Wait, wasn't... Am I... Oh, my God. This didn't show up on the list. Wasn't... Do You Want More, 94? Oh. That had to have been, right? 94? Let me look that up. 95? What was 96? And if Do You Want More was 94... 90, uh, 96 for them was... Um, Evil Dove Half-Life? Yes. Yes. It was 95. It was 95? It was 95. So January 95. Yeah, so right after. Okay. Yeah, okay. just missed it. Man. All right. 95 was a good year, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good year. Um, go, go, Gold's an era. You know, you can talk about those from 93 to 96. Mm-hmm. It was a, I mean, for yeah, people our age, that was, that's that was the best yeah. era yeah. of music. Sure. Over, those, over that course of, like, maybe... I yeah. say 97. Now, yeah, maybe f- f- four years, yeah. And for some reason, once we got out of the 90s, like, to me, it, it becomes start becoming a blur. Like, from 2000 till now, I'm kind of like, oh, I mean, I don't know, maybe that's me, because I'm mean, like, you know, just not good with that shit. But, uh, you know, I don't have the, you know, flexible memory like I do with the 90s. You know what I mean? There's a simple answer to that. It, just, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as good. There weren't, <laughs> yeah. there weren't really... When I, I look yeah. at... I mean, you starting with 2000... I mean, really. I mean, how many great albums actually even came out? There that were probably like, more albums that came out in like 95... Excuse me, 94 and 96 than the, all of the 2000s up until this point yeah. together. Yeah. You that's, that's where you started. I mean, you had a few good things. I mean, See, the, Eminem... Was bubbling ninety nine two thousand. Yeah. DMX had the throne in the early two thousands. True. Um, Jay Z was kind of starting popping, but, but, but those again, it wasn't. You'll say yeah, some yeah. You'll say you, you're gonna too. say it for me. It was just it was cool. DMX's albums weren't great. No, he was just he was just um, hot. He had good he records. Hot, yeah. He had good singles. Now Jay Z though, on the other hand, now you got Reasonable Doubt. That's ninety six. Okay. Now the next few albums, in my opinion, Bunk. were. Yeah, except for like, except nah, for the, the first for the in my, singles in my in my lifetime. Yeah. You can pluck out a couple. Singles. You can pluck out good some singles. Y'all slacking on. No, 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 no. Half the album. I mean, in my you talking about volume one, right? Yeah. Half the album is like okay. Yeah. I can shrug my shoulders at it. He's trying to be DMX in that album, pretty much. I mean, he, it's it's okay, but then it's just then he just kind of like okay, I'm just gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna keep making records. I'm gonna keep doing this. Yeah, he, he doing fell it. into the jiggy, jiggy, then, jiggy stuff. Right, and then what did he do? And then he came up with the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Now that, was, that is something to talk about. That was 2001, yeah. right? But it That's took him that long. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. it took a little, was like a minute for him to get yeah. right. Yeah. And then he <laughs> felt like, then he felt like, oh, okay. I'm gonna go at Nas and I'm gonna do all this other stuff. Yeah, because I'm here now. Now that I'm ready, because I didn't have it ready from the jump. No, he needed Jess Blaze and Kanye. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I mean, call it a spade. I mean, it is what it is. A spade is spade. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't ready yet. So now, I think I still remember late 90s. I mean. 
I mean, again, the only thing I can I can really lump in with that level of classic music would be uh, the Black Star dudes. You know, I mean, it'd be the Black Star album. I was into that on the way over. It'd here. be most deaf, black on both sides. I love the album. One of my favorite albums of all time. Train right of there. thought. Train, train of Thoughts love one of train my of favorite thought. albums ever. Train of Thoughts is a good yeah. album, too. Love that. That yeah. Black Star is one good. of my favorite of High Tech, yeah, 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 tech yeah. came with them beats. Yeah. High Tech. High Tech. High Tech. That album, production-wise, may be the best production album ever. Came out of nowhere. Might be. Train of Thought? Yeah. It's one of them. Well, Train of Thought and High Tech. Because he has some interesting sounds, like the African sounds. Yeah. He makes the, it all work, man. He makes it. He, it works out good. A lot of live stuff that's in there. And a I'm, lot of samples. I'm, yeah, I'm putting him up there with any. Well, goddamn, with a, a Dilla album or a Pete Rock album. I mean, it's on that level with me. I text good, man. That 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 record, yeah. 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 For sure. Now that's Black another, Star and Train of Thought. Yeah. Another yeah. discussion, another day. But uh, right. yeah, we're we're reliving this '90s talk and. It, I I mean I don't I hate to just sound like we're just old fogies or we're nostalgic but I mean seriously I mean what I mean up till that that was what ninety nine you know yeah, ninety eight ninety nine that's, that's a good leap you wow. know I'll tell I'll tell these um, these guys who are a lot younger than us something that the heads used to say when we were listening to music do the knowledge do the knowledge go yeah. look it up go look check it, it out For go real. listen to all this old we music it. because it's better than yeah. what you listen to yeah. now and I mean really and truly. It inspires everything you listen to now. Exactly. It's, it's the root of what they have. Yeah. It's so good that people are trying to go back to it almost. Yeah. yeah. And everybody wants Joey to be Badass. a rapper. Whole people's careers are based on around older concepts that yeah. they weren't even around for. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, learn yourself. Well, we did it. And, uh, you know. Do the work. All right. 1994. <laughs> Peace. Right. Hey, what's up, guys? Panda again. Yeah, we're not quite done yet. Man, we 94 was a hell of a year, but uh we <laughs> stumbled upon another list and I'm just now remembering a lot of these albums too. Uh, I was going to quickly run through some of these cuz some of these need to get mentioned for sure. We got Underground Kings came out with Super Tight. Um uh, man, y'all know UGK and uh arguably one of their better albums right there. Um Underground Kings, okay, 8-Ball and MJG, on the outside looking in, we got, let's go to Public Enemy, Music at an Hour Message, now this album I actually had and jammed a lot, um, this uh, kind of came out when, you know, in the fall I believe, with Method Man and all that crazy stuff came out, so it kind of got pushed aside, um, but man, this has got to be one of their better albums. Uh, it's uh, got a lot of live instrumentation, and it's uh, uh, it's real diverse, and it's a really, really solid Public Enemy album. I really, really, really recommend it. And uh, let's keep going here. We got Spice One. Blah! America's Nightmare. Spice One. Uh, I remember jamming that to that shit, too. Uh, Boogie Monsters. Uh, I think their premiere album uh, really didn't get a chance to hear a ton of that, but uh, I do like Boogie Monsters. Aunt Banks was out, of course. MC8, we got to come strapped. My, my boys in the neighborhood had that, and we used to jam that a lot. Uh, Master P, Ghetto's Trying to Kill Me. I believe that's his very first album. Uh, Saphir, I remember uh, Boxcar Sessions. Yeah. Uh, 
remember hearing that when that was out good stuff uh house of pain with their second album same as it ever was let's keep going the bush babies uh their first album casual his first solo album fear itself uh and uh the brat functified <laughs> big mike came out uh houston and vanilla ice with his second album holy shit uh shack food the return uh you know basketball player rapping type album yeah it, it, but it's actually some of it is is pretty damn good production i mean he had the rizza eric sermon pete rock and all them on there kind of crazy um keepers of the funk um by lords of the underground they believe their second album that's uh that's got some gems on there really good uh black sheep nonfiction. their second album again native tongue heads and the main reason why I'm redoing this is so I can mention Slick Rick Behind Bars. Yeah, uh, that came out in the fall, too, I believe, same time as Method Man. And, uh, man, that's a pretty damn good Slick Rick album right there. And I think uh, he actually got out on work release to record it. I'm not sure how they went around that, but he was still in prison. Uh, and, yeah, there's some, there's some jams on here for real. Some classics, actually. And uh, Behind Bars, the Warren G remix. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big old slick rig head. As a matter of fact, he's my favorite rapper ever. So had to throw that out there. And Big Daddy Kane, Daddy's Home. Ice Cube came out with Bootlegs and B-Size. Actually had that, you know, um, a lot of cool remixes on there and stuff. And Willie D got slept on like a mug <laughs> from... Scarface being out, so Willie D had his solo album as well. And yeah, just wanted to run through those. And uh, man, I still may be leaving some off. I hope not. But 1994, man, I, I have to say, greatest year in hip hop that I can remember. And I uh, hope you enjoyed listening and uh, reliving it, or, you know, got your pad and pen out, writing down some of these albums to go check out. And uh, we'll. We'll probably break down another year and man, just keep this going. This is so much fun. But um, y'all take care and keep listening and supporting. And we out. Later.